I'd switch pillows with you, but I'm allergic to sponge. I got a bad allergy to it. I've been sneezing all night with that thing. That's why I carry my own pillow. It's hyperallergenic. You want to switch? No, I just want to sleep. Me too. I am bushed. my sinuses. I'll snore all night. You spilled beer all over the bed. You smoke. You, you, you mess up the bathroom. Well, who let you stay in the room? I even let you pay for it so you wouldn't feel like an intruder, which you most certainly are. You're no saint. You got a free cab. You got a free room. And someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? Didn't that give you some sort of clue? Like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or, or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Honey, I'd, li I'd like you to meet Del Griffith. He's got some amusing anecdotes for you. Oh, here's a gun so you can blow your brains out. You'll thank me for it. I, I, I could tolerate any any insurance seminar. For days, I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. They'd say, how can you stand it? And I'd say, because I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. You know what they'd say? They'd say, I know what you mean. The shower curtain ring guy. It's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. If I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back, you would. From the CD Game Exchange Studio, deep within the broadcasting multiplex of CBS Radio, this is the Rick Emerson Show. Indeed it is. Why, hello and ha Hello. Do I seem disproportionately loud to everybody, or is it just me? Can you de-sweeten my... Thank you. Enter my microphone. There we go. That sounds fantastic. Hey there, kids. Hello and howdy and hi, are you? It's uh, four minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11. And this, the month of November in the year of our Lord, 2007. Thank you for coming along and making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970 Solid State Radio. This, my friends, is Thanksgiving. And welcome, all of you, to Day 12. Draw near and pay heed that ye might be amused. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Thanksgiving. We're here. Hello. Hi. Greetings. Salutations. Aloha. Uh, it's 503-733-2970 on this Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, we were gone the last couple of days. Today we are back because I have that little of a life. So it is Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll do introductions and all that here in a second. But um, uh, I had something I was going to say, but it's 
escaped me now. I had this whole programming matrix in front of me that is even less completed than it usually is. All right, it's 503 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Your comments, your clarifications, your conventions, your two cents, your random observations of nitwittery, whatever ye may have today. It's uh, 503-733-2970. Richie Bristol is standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, the just plain socially indefensible. Uh, 503-733-2970. And as always, we are looking forward to hearing from those people who are laboring in the salt land, uh, the mines of, uh, of the man today. So if you are ensconced somehow in the service of the state or some other uh, unappreciative employer, if you are grudgingly sitting behind a desk pushing a pencil, piling paper, sitting in a cubicle, doing something that saps your soul, your very will to live, by God... We have sympathy, and uh, we wish to hear from you. So it's uh, 503-733-2970. You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at uh, rickemerson.com. Kristen Bowie, do you have an email address? You don't have a 970 email address, do you? I do not. What's your email address? Or do we do we want it? We probably shouldn't give that out. Does your email address have another <laughs> station's call letters in it? Yes, yes. We could do christianbowie at gmail.com. That's are, fine. Are you sure that yes. you're comfortable giving that out yes, on the air? Yes, I am. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I know how it works. You're going to get a whole lot of moist email that you probably don't want to read. <laughs> Is it Kristen Bowie, all one word? Yes, yes. No underscore, no period, no, no ampersand. all one word. Kristen Bowie at gmail.com. Uh, Timmy Ryan joining us today in the uh, stead of Tim Riley. Hello, Timmy Ryan. How you doing? Can you turn Tim way down? Thank you so much. No offense. <laughs> My ears are really delicate and you're really loud. Thanks a lot. And I feel really hungover today, even though I'm not. And um, we'll get to that. We'll talk about why that is here in just a second. Uh, anyway. I am hungover. So it all, that so it all works that makes up. I'm, I drank a Coors Light last night and I shouldn't have, and it was just really bad. And now you're crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like the kids around here that drink PBR. I, I don't drink PBR for a reason, and I shouldn't drink uh, Coors Light for a reason. Excellent. Duly I, I like how he's hungover from one Coors Light. There's a reason for this. <laughs> because I think Coors Light has uh, embalming fluid in it, and it, it kept me up all night, and I feel like just totally horrible today. This is a Coors Light? Yeah, I, I could drink like a fish normally. I could probably, you know, give Sarah a run for her money at, uh -huh. at normal points. But Wait, hold on. I see a show bit coming. Hold on a second. Okay. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. I just see you and Karen Allen sitting across the table from each other like tipping shot glasses. I could I could probably do that. I can I can handle my liquor, but one quarter is light. Um, it, it just makes me feel horrible the next day, and the reason why I bought this quarter is light was to talk to a girl. <laughs> and that's... And so since I bought the Coors Light, I felt obliged just to drink it. Fantastic. All right. Uh, so I had a whole thing I was going to do here, but it's now lost. I sidetracked you, sir. No, no, that's okay. Right. Well, dude, don't. I, I sidetracked just by my mere existence is one big sidetrack. So um, here's what's coming up today on this Thanksgiving. Uh, CNN radio correspondent James Roop uh, will be joining us today to talk about something. Hey, do you have the CNN prep sheet? I forget what I'm talking to him about. We are talking to Jim Roop about... The real meaning of Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Please tell me that the real meaning of Thanksgiving involves him talking to small children and having them talk into, like, some sort of a Morantz recorder. Why, Is yes, he... Rick Emerson, it does. That's fantastic. Excellent. There's nothing that Jim loves more than children, and there's nothing that the Rick Emerson show values <laughs> more than our greatest natural resource, the young people. Uh, so Jim Rube will be coming up today. We may or may not be speaking with Steve Castamon today. 
We're working on that well, one. Well, here's the thing. Uh, never mind. It's Thanksgiving. It's a time of peace. I'm not, I'm not going to uncork my typical rent. I'm just going to say this. There is, in fact, an entire half of the goddamn country that is west of the Mississippi. And it does seem like we on the West Coast are just... Are we not... Am I not a man? If you prick me, do I not bleed? Here on the West Coast, do we not also deserve news? Are we not men? We are Devo. It seems like just because I'm... Never mind. I Because... I'm just saying, because Lycus does this rant about the East Coast all the time, and I, I, you know, the East Coast, a lot of things going for it. One of the things the East Coast has going for it today is that they got access to all the CNN. Can I see the prep sheet? Can you hand that to me? Let me just... Before we start, and we are live here on Thanksgiving, before I start this Thanksgiving program, let me just say, here's some stuff that I was going to talk about today, if only CNN had decided to give us access to these correspondents. Seeing as how they are CNN, the cable news network... The country's premier disseminator and gatherer of information. Here's some stories that you will be uh, denied information on today. Steve Kastenbaum at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, because, you know, who wants to talk about the single biggest parade that happens in the country every year? We won't be able to talk to Bob Costantini about the New Hampshire primary, because that's only a presidential election coming up. We won't be able to talk to Ed McCarthy, who's talking about people cooking turkey, because no one does that today. It's a totally unrelatable story to which no one can have any kind of personal bond. So, of course, no you know, one on the West Coast cooks, no, cooks turkey. No, no. At all. So, uh-huh. you know, this, we all eat granola and tofu. This CNN prep sheet that they spend hours assembling, this, this information that they give me in the morning so I can book it. Worthless. Just going to ignore it. Doesn't matter. Can't get any of them anyway. For the love of God. Anyway, uh, so we will talk to CNN Radio correspondent James Roof about the... And then it actually says in parentheses, I swear to you, it says, The real meaning of Thanksgiving, according to kids. <laughs> Jim Roof asked children what this holiday means to them, and they were quite happy to share their thoughts. Uh, and then uh, it Black Friday, which I guess is t- uh, tomorrow, although I hear that stores are staying open today as well. So, but we'll talk about that here in a few. Uh, we may or may not be Shanghaiing Steve Kastenbaum, though, uh, and uh, yanking him away from whatever he's doing to talk about the Macy's Day Parade, only for this reason. The only reason that we're going to talk about the Macy's Day Parade later, if we can do it, is because of my hope every year. We had that one story about three years ago, which is just... It has stayed in my heart like a banked coal. It's, just, it's, it's, it's warm, glowing, ember-like sustenance just feeding me. About three years ago, there was a giant Snoopy float that lost pressure and crashed into Ben Vereen. And it was just like the greatest thing. It was like I could just watch that footage over and over just every single day. Uh, so I always hope that one of the, I always hope that one of the, like the Garfield will like lose one of his paws and he'll go drastically, of course, right into a whole bus full of special education children. So it doesn't, I, it may or may not have happened. I have a better out. scenario. Really? Yeah. I, what I've been hoping for for years is that somehow one of the floats loses control and everybody except one person loses their hold on it and the float goes into the air taking the person holding on and they get dropped to the death. Fantastic. What do you Excellent. think? Excellent. I like the way you think. All right. Uh, so anyway, so there you go. Jim Rube coming up today. Perhaps, uh, perhaps other amusements as well. I think uh, Sarah Dillon's going to be calling in later on from, I think, Bremerton, which is where she is today. Uh, we will be doing a tally of all the liquor remaining in the AM970 refrigerator here. Because we haven't cleaned out the refrigerator in quite a while, and there's a whole bunch of crap in the fridge that I can't even identify anymore. I don't even know what it is. Uh, so we'll do that. Let's see. Uh, we have a tofurkey that is in the kitchen uh, waiting to be prepared. We have a taser watch coming up today. Penis watch. We may or may not get to all of these. Penis watch, taser watch, uh, religious nutcase watch, clergy watch, geek watch. Uh, what else? 
Uh, we have today's top five coming up. Top five songs that came up on my computer when I typed the word thank uh, into my into my home search engine. So I got this whole computer program at home that data, it's like a database that indexes all the music on my computer. And so I typed in the word thank, and I just picked the top five tracks, that the first five things that came up. Because I just didn't really have the time or mental acuity to put together like a top five thank you songs on this that I didn't care. So I typed in thank, and we'll see what comes up there. Uh, all right, we got uh, some special guests we'll introduce here in just a moment. Uh, first of all, working on the following stories for your edification, and instead of Tim Riley's, the one and only Timmy Ryan. Hello. All right, here we go. Hello. Yeah, that was up. All right, black animals need love, too. Okay. That, I'm, I'm, all right. I'm just, uh, I'm just standing over here. Heather Mills gives us yet another reason for us to hate her. Fantastic. Like we didn't need any more. And uh, topping it off, pink and red dampled skies make for an easy PDX commute yesterday to the airport. Really? Yeah. Is that like, is that last headline your bid to go work at Coin or something? That sounded like an actual news lead right there. <laughs> well, that's all, real news? What's that? All you needed was like the shuffling of the papers where you go, and finally tonight, pink and red dappled skies, and then like I giggle a lot, and then we go to the guy standing in front of the weather screen, and then Morbo threatens to kill everyone. That sounds like a plan. All right. I'll do it. Uh, I'll joined today by uh, Kristen Bowie in Hello. for Sarah Dillon, who is gone. But she was it's such a confusing week because we were here Monday and Tuesday. No, wait. We were here Monday. Then Tuesday and Wednesday, Sarah and Tim Riley were here, but we were doing best of, like, like I was only here via tape. And now today I'm here, but it's Kristen and Tim instead of Tim and Sarah. And could we have more people named Tim and Sarah in this building? <laughs> and then tomorrow, I think we're all here again. So it's all very confusing. So uh, Richie Bristol is uh, back there screening the calls. But it's just it's a strange day. Um, well, before I do anything else, let me just try to figure out in what order to proceed. Let's uh, First of all, welcome to the Rick Emerson Show. I did, by the way, bring a pair of guest headphones. I forgot my second pair of guest headphones. Welcome, uh, one of our special guests today from GeekInTheCity.com, our good friend Aaron Duran. Why, hello. Hey, greetings, programs. How are you? I'm good. Right. I sound weird. Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, it's, well, it's because your microphone is right next to mine, and so we're echoing a little bit there. There you go. Fantastic. Hey, what is this you brought me to? Oh, oh. see, I, I couldn't bring you a full carton because they're just too damn big. Because you already ate half of them. <laughs> what is, what I had to this? share my fatness with you. That is the Trader Joe's um, peppermint caramel corn sprinkled with dark chocolate, oh. and it is fantastic. Oh, well, of course it is. I, Rick's drilling a little bit. And by I the think way. it is vegetarian. I read the is it ingredients. Vegan, like, yeah. I, what am I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Any milk or eggs? Is no. vegetarian or vegan? It's not vegetarian. It's made out of. It's made out of well, corn. It can't well, be vegetarian. Or no. Corn is, <laughs> corn is no, a vegetable. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me see. Sugar. I'll, tell you, I'll explain it in a minute why I'm so loopy, but. Uh, but it's got it's got chocolate is what I meant to say, which has got cocoa butter. Chocolate, chocolate has like a like a grease or like yeah. not all chocolate does. Are right? there is some vegan chocolates and Tim Riley Karen. will uh, like a, yeah. it would have to be like yeah. a soy chocolate. Well, right? I should hand this over to Timmy. However, it looks like in in lieu of dairy they used soy. Hold Please, on, this Trader Joe's. Let me let me check it out. See, it is Trader Joe's. I don't dude. care because if it's got animal products in it, that's the great thing. Because if you work at a radio station, you know the food just vanishes into the ether. But here we have a disproportionate, I think because it's Portland, we have a disproportionate number of vegetarians and vegans. So I just label everything like contains animal, contains beef tallow. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. What's this? Well, it's a popsicle filled with beef tallow. And then and then it's left there and then nobody bothers. Yeah, I want to point out this is vegan. 
Really? This kicks ass. No, so I'm a big. I'm no, not. That's good stuff. I'm not much that. of a sweet tooth, but man, I got a thing oh. for caramel corn. I know that's why I bought it. I'll go to that caramel corn store at Lloyd Center. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. The that's only a, one. It's the only original. I can't even walk by Lloyd. that without having an epileptic. Well, you know, from the sugar. <laughs> the thing, the thing about that caramel corn store, Lloyd Center, is they got the Chicago style, which is half caramel corn, half cheese corn, which sounds vile until you. <sighs> no, 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 no. See, but here, I thought I once thought like you. Stoner food. No, it's. I resent that. <laughs> no, I thought it was bad, too, until I had a friend who worked at the caramel corn store, and he's like, you've got to try the Chicago style. I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's half caramel, half cheese. And I was like, well, that's revolting. It is not revolting. It is, in fact, God's perfect food. No, it, it is, is good. It is. No, it's wonderful. Invented by stoners for stones. Yeah, it's... Uh, no, and He's going to throw something at you, Tim. I enjoy it without the aid of chemical stimulation. Now, let me just say this. Speaking of stoners, so... So here's, if I sound a little loopy today, or just like I'm ever so slightly fuzzy around the edges, A, as you know, I started taking, uh, I'm on this Trazodone stuff, which the, the doctor started hitting me up with like two weeks ago. So every night I get injected, not injected, but I, I, I just get hit with this, it's like one of these, it's like something you'd give to a, like an uncooperative elephant in a zoo. It's like one of those things when you've... You know, when Packy has to be put down and have a tusk removed, <laughs> and they get Marlon Perkins in there with a big, like, <laughs> and then they shoot a huge dart into the elephant, and the elephant goes, <laughs> and falls over. That is kind of what I'm taking every night now at around 11 o'clock. Here's the other thing. I decided that I was not quite, I, it, I was having a little bit of difficulty sort of getting to sleep, and it was a whole lot of whatever going on. So I decided, I just, you can now see the folly of this plan, by the way. I decided I've also got all this Valium sitting at home. <laughs> and what is the point of taking Trazodone if I cannot chase it with a Valium? So I take the Trazodone and then I also take this Valium. And I guess like if I'd really thought the plan through, I would have gone online and looked to see if one should be taken with the other or perhaps never taken with the other. I set my alarm for uh, 7.30 this morning and then woke up at 9.45. <laughs> Uh, and I do believe, that I would say on a scale of like 1 to 10, like 10 being unable to move and 1 being completely sober, I'm at about a 5.5 right now. So if I just sound like I'm disproportionately interested in just minutiae that would interest no one but me, there you go. I There's... think we should have an intervention after what you just told me. It was just sort of an accident. I didn't really think it through. It was an accident that you took them both. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I tripped and the volume fell into okay, my mouth. Okay, Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Would... Nick was there with his briefcase. <laughs> that would explain that when I called you at quarter after ten this morning, it was, hey, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and, and, you know, and I don't really take a whole lot of prescription medication. So as a res And the thing is, I only took half the value. And I almost never take prescription medication. So when I do, man, it just hits me like a truck full of sand. I mean, so I'm uh, I'm a whole lot of... Uh, but, you know, the upside is probably nothing's going to bother me today. Studio could catch on fire. Wouldn't even faze me. You know what I mean? It sounds like you could have a secondary career, you know, uh, dealing some pills. You know, you have like a little bit of a medicine yeah, thing going on. You could be the new Dr. Gonzo. <laughs> that's, that's Tim Ryan who said that, by the way. That's not me. Yes, as my lawyer, I advise me to start taking Valium. And you happen to know someone that has direct access to any pill you could get your hands on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> was, now I just want to do I the got, whole... I got 20 bucks with your name on it, Rick. <laughs> I was stepping into the AM They're really working studio. on getting you in trouble today. <laughs> I was just at the AM 970 studio when the ether kicked in. There's nothing worse than being on the air and it hits an ether bender. Totally. And there's booze in the fridge, so you might as well just kind of cap off that cocktail with some sweet alcohol. And we know? are in bat country. <laughs> there is, and there's booze in there that will destroy you with one shot. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Is there good stuff, yeah, yeah. In just a few. Yeah, uh, hey, I, guess I had the pleasure of trying it last year. Uh, it is our Thanksgiving show. We're live. Richie, are you... I'm not sure if the call screening is this... Is this screened? Is this not screened? Oh, all right, okay. 
So we'll uh, we'll get to these calls here in just a second. All right, thank you. Yes, you are there. Just double checking. All right, it's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Do we want to uh, welcome to the? Uh, all right, go and pull that extra mic over there. The gang is already out here. Welcome to the Rick Emerson Show, uh, Fat Boy from Court Fat Boy and Rock One Hundred and One KUFO. Hello, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for having popsicles with beef tallow. Jesus, so there's already five of us here. Normally it takes until about 1 p.m. for everybody to start rolling in here, but it's good to see that everybody's either A, really into the show, or just completely and totally lifeless, as am I. Perhaps both. Perhaps both. <laughs> it's like a wacky morning zoo. It really is. Um, all right, so uh, big plans for everybody today? Please tell me it's not just this. Please tell me you have more of a life than this. I'm going to the coast after the show, so that's oh, my big thing. Right. You're rolling out after. Are you guys all rolling out today to go to the coast? Uh, maybe it depends. It's possible. All right. Excellent. So, all right, let's. Uh, well, let's see what's uh, coming up here. Oh, thank you, Richie, for arming us with guest headphones. Yeah, I no, you're like, I only found one headphone, and I was like, well, isn't the whole building a ghost town right now? That's true. We could just be rifling through the drawers of others with impunity. Well, I, I just, you know. Dude, I had to go and steal my freaking chair back today because now, let me just ask you this. Just act like a weekender. Take whatever you want. Here's the thing. Hey, I resent that, Aaron. <laughs> I don't understand. I have this chair that I sit in, you know, right here every day, and I don't understand. I mean, I know where it goes. It goes to the KUFO studio, but here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why that is because there are a finite number of studios down here on this floor of the, of, of the station, and there are a finite number of chairs. The chairs don't go upstairs because they won't fit in the salesperson's cubicles. So I don't know how it is that we end up short of chairs down here unless they literally just apparate like into nothingness. They, well, they all go into that studio because uh, one of the shows on our station has uh, a, a, a segment on Fridays where like 30 different people all show up. They call it a live studio audience. So, so all of the chairs go in there, and then we come on after that show, and then we don't we don't pull them out. Can you drop his mic there just a little bit? All right, thanks. I'm sorry, that's I'm okay. It's your deeply resonant and stentorian voice. Thank you. I like how you're talking about when you say we have another show on yes. KUFO. It's like when Carson used to talk about, and my next guest is <laughs> Calista Flockhart. Her show airs on another network Thursdays at 8:30. Well, if I'm here, I'm here to pimp us, Court and Fat Boy, seven to midnight. For you, sir. There are other shows. It's the Marconi show, but I mean, I uh, you're on the. Uh, Rick Emerson Show, sir or madam, as the case may be. Hello. It is sir, and it's Dante the cab driver. Hello, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you. A happy Thanksgiving to you. Now, is my call screened? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you might want to check with Rich, Richie before you put me on, because there's a cat that uh, might be let out of the bag here that was let out of the bag yesterday uh, about 8 a.m. on Pink. I'm sorry, on Pink? On, on K-I-N-K. K-I-N-K. Wait, so let's hold on. Let's back. Understand that everything that gets said to me today is going to have to be said at least three times and probably pretty slowly. So I'm also a little confused because if it was let out of the bag yesterday, who put it back in the bag so you could let it out now? If it's out of the bag, it's out of the bag. The cat's been rebagged. Unless this is like Schrodinger's cat or something. Then. It is. Good reference. The it's alive. Is. It's dead. It's great. I was, hold on a second. You went one way. I was going to go a whole other way. You went the Schrodinger's cat way. I was going to go the sweet smell of success way and say the cat's in the bag in the bags in the river. Well, he took the Akram's razor path. Fantastic. Well, I like that. He went one way, I went the other, and there's the dog, and the dog's in the middle. It's like, what do you want from me? All right, so... I actually, I actually prefer the Occam's scissors, you know? The most complicated route to any given... Occam's scissors. <laughs> I can get those at Fabric Depot, right? I prefer Occam's... <laughs> Occam's scythe. Um, okay, what is your... Uh, what is, about the reaping. What is your... Uh, what is, what's your deal? This actually concerns a group known in the town as uh, Geeks in the City. Yes. 
And there was an update yesterday on uh, FM 102 that uh, about the uh, renaming of the non-naming of Fourth Avenue. The uh, renaming after. of 42nd Avenue to Douglas Adams Way Boulevard. Douglas correct. Adams Boulevard. All right, now yeah. here's here's the thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but let me just say I got to give props to Aaron for this. Indeed. Aaron Geek and the City Duran is here. Now I knew about this um, a couple weeks ago. It's been a couple minutes. Yeah. Embryonic stages. But okay, and then I was out of town for a couple of days. I was gone for 48 hours. I got back last night. In the 48 hours I was gone, correct me if I'm wrong, you were on Kink, mm-hmm. you were on KGW, Coin referenced it, uh, the Mercury came out today. Um, I know that some guys on another talk station are another completely different company. On the bankrupt Air America? Uh, well, they mentioned it also, yeah. <laughs> on, the, no, on, the, the, uh, on the completely financially unsustainable Air America? No, a local, it's a clear channel. You know what we're talking about, right? The guys with the billboards? You, you can't say local and clear channel in the well, same thing. never mind. It work. <laughs> anyway, apparently they were interviewing Dan Saltzman, and uh, they just cornered him. They said, so, uh, with this 4th Avenue thing kind of dying, do you think there's another street name being planned? And Saltzman says, well, I've heard rumblings about something, and it seems like these people are following the rules. <laughs> yeah, well, no, because you, uh, we'll give it the website right now. It's um, rename42nd.org. That's 42nd. Rename42nd.org. Rename Dot org yep. and it is a petition to change 42nd Avenue to Douglas Adams Boulevard. Boulevard. The best yes. idea ever. It is, no, it is. I am. Uh, it, I am immensely proud to know you at this moment, sir. <laughs> it's and, cool. and you're doing the paperwork the right way. You're not being a dick about it. No, I'm not trying to strong arm through the city council. Yeah, no, we're and to prove that it hasn't been done legally in so long. You are playing got... Whitey's game. That's right. Uh, I can play Whitey's game. <laughs> <laughs> I may not like living in Whitey's world, but I can play his game. <laughs> so uh, um, and. So but, how's it going? So where are you right now? Uh, right now we've got the paperwork. We're filling out the paperwork. And from there we'll have to start gathering signatures and fundraising. Excellent. Because um, we're probably going to have to pay the $1,000 fee because of the size of 42nd Avenue. The Rick Emerson Show will contribute. Woo. We will step up right now and contribute to that. You're right. So. Bikes for that? Yes. <laughs> You're going to take it out of the resource fund? Thanks. Okay. Low blow. All right. Was that, was, 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 uh, was that the cat you were going to unbag, sir? That was the cat that I was going to unbag. No, we are getting a lot of support. It's pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been about a badass idea. It's been about ninety-eight percent positive. The few negative remarks haven't been like these guys are idiots. It's just I don't get it. Why change it? So well, you know those people can get bent. Yeah. Bunch of illiterate thugs from Clackamas that are bitching about it because <laughs> well, at least said Clackamas. we just we just got a bunch of and they changed number to a name. Golly. Well, they're, <laughs> they're busy petitioning to make it Charlie Daniels Boulevard. So oh, all right, I, I did hear one complaint. I don't want Charlie anything. I don't want anything that Charlie. Good for you, sir. Good reference. All right. uh, Have you anything else to share with us today, sir? I have nothing else to share with you except Turduck and Rock. All right. What? What? Turduck and Rock. Oh, okay. I saw you on the... Yeah. (laughs) Not like Rage with the Dumb, but Turduck and Rock. Thank you. Bye now. All right. There you go. Uh, let's get uh, one more here. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Oh, hey, how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving, sir. Uh, well, you too. And I, I, I talked to your screener, and he doesn't. Uh, he told me you guys don't have a TV in there, a small TV to sort well, of like well, keep up on current events. Well, here's the thing: we do, but it doesn't really work as such. So it's, it's sort just of like a the marvel in its glory. It's a cosmetic TV at the moment. Mm-hmm. It just it's only it's only for decorative purposes. Yeah, it's like those uh, those cardboard stands they put up in the uh, in the entertainment furniture. We should yeah, put like totally. a Cran drawing oh, okay. up on the screen so we can pretend to watch Comple- it. Completely. What's uh, up? Yes. Well, what's going on is, of course, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on uh, Coin yeah. and on KGW 8 and 6. And uh, we're bouncing back and forth. You always you like to find out which uh, which station is first with the floats and so on. But what I've noticed is that 
during this parade, there are so many fat people in this parade going through either playing instruments, doing the flags, the dancing, uh, on the floats, and, and of course, every group that goes through there, they're all lip singing, they got bands, they're not hitting the drums, they're not hitting the cymbals, it's just a big you seem, thought of what's going on, but I cannot believe the amount of fat you, you people. You seem really disproportionately parade. angry about the parade. I don't like it. Especially the fat people because in the parade. There are the fat huge people. Like the, fat people. And, and, it, and I like and that you like seize upon the fact that they're not really hitting it like it's a Potemkin parade. It's just, you just they're just they're they're just faking the drum playing too. It so, is. It's, it's 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 horrible. You, you, I mean, it's just a slap in the face of America. No, it is America, man. What are you talking about? I know, but that's I mean, why it's like, you're seeing so many fat people, man. You're watching a parade set in America. Not everyone's Paris Hilton, my friend. And can I just tell you this, sir? What is your name, sir? It's Steve. Steve, can I just tell you this? Speaking and Fat Boy is right. Speaking, which you're talking to a guy named Fat Boy about this. <laughs> uh, let me just say this: is America. Do you know what I had for dinner last night? What? Here's what I had for dinner, and I'm not making this up. And this is before I took the value, by the way. So you can't blame this. Well, it came out of a bag. It came out of another bag, and then a, and then a tub. A lot here's, of beef tallow in there. Here's what I had for dinner last night. I had this bag of tortilla chips. And then I had these preheated chicken strips from Safeway. Yeah. And then I had this tub of weird ranch chive dip. And so what I was doing is putting pieces of chicken strip on tortilla chips and then dipping it in ranch chives. Yes. That's what I had for dinner. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever had. Oh, it was gross, but it was fantastic. Oh, that is America. Really white trash. It that is so America. Trash. I didn't have well, any fish sticks. What do you want? That's why we wiped out an indigenous people for. Well, that's what our country's about. I can be in that up, They got Doogie Howser running around interviewing people, and you know how skinny he is. Yes. All right. make chunkies look a lot more chunkier. All right. Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye now. Keep the fat down. Happy Thanksgiving. When the zombie apocalypse comes, I hope he gets eaten. Hey, let's not talk about zombies right now. What? what? Oh, oh <laughs> that's right. That's right. I think, now, in a second, hey, is this Jim Roop? I think it is. Um, uh, Richie, can you do me a huge favor? Um, I would ask him myself, could you, but I just, I can, can you ask Roop if he can hang for a couple of minutes so we can do the break? If not, I'll take him now. Uh, will you ask Roop if he can hang just a couple? I know he's kind of busy today because he's doing the, uh, the whatever. Let me know uh, if he can if he can chill. For, okay, so he's. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We come back. We got Jim Roop in Los Angeles. We'll talk to Chad. We got other uh, uh, wackiness coming up. Penis watch, Taser watch, uh, Timmy Ryan, Fat Boy is here, uh, Aaron Duran, Kristen Bowie. All that on the way. It is our Thanksgiving show. We're live. Oh, and I got my toaster oven and tofurkey. So that's all coming up as well. Stay there. It's a Rick Emerson radio program. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It is Thanksgiving, my chums, my amigos, my companions, my compadres. Thank you for coming by. 503-733-2970 on this Thanksgiving Thursday. Here's the uh, there's the caramel corn, uh, which is... i got to have some of this, you bastards. For no, why don't you eat it? Well, because... I, 
I got this. I'm going to set some aside. I can't really because every time it's been passed around the counter, you've grabbed it, you've intercepted it, oh, and had like a handful. Dare you? I've caught you like three times, man. It's Timmy's fault. And I may or may have not have washed my hands in the last 20 minutes after using oh, the bathroom, thanks. and now you've touched it. Thanks so much. Whatever. You're high out of your mind. It Ladies matter. and gentlemen, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Los Angeles. Radio correspondent and living deity, James Roop. Hello, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. And to you, my brother, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I am, uh, it's good to talk to you. My friend been gone for a couple of days. How's life? How are things? Uh, life's good. We missed you. Yeah, well, I was, and I, you know, and I forgot to give, um, you guys the heads up about this. I felt bad about that. I was, uh, here Monday, and then I was gone for a couple of days, uh, although Tim and Sarah were here, and then I'm here today. Uh, and tomorrow, so I do believe that you're it today, friend. And not that you're not enough; you're more than enough, of course. But I, I we called, we called uh, um, CNN that Anderson. So uh, we got the Steve Katz and Mommy's at that Macy's Day Parade, and then Jim Roop, and then what? And then we were informed that actually you are the you are the lone CNN employee on the clock as of now. Well, there you are. Everybody else is gone. Good so. for them. No, no, no. I'm saying, but you, you know what? You're all we need. Well, can I tell you a secret? Since we're not live on the air. Yes. Uh, I got a nice. Perfect temperature, Guinness sitting right here. Fantastic. On the monitor, it's uh, Green Bay, Detroit. Excellent. And I'm just kind of chilling. That's okay. What do we have? So you have a Guinness in front of you. Uh, our good friend Aaron Duran is here. Aaron, what do you have in front of you? I have brought uh, my new annual tradition. It's my uh, my custom-made Romulan ale. Now, what is Romulan ale? Literally? Or, yeah, what's, no. a, what's a concoct? <laughs> what's a con- what is your version concocted out of? With an RPG guidebook explanation of yeah, it? Yeah, since we don't live in the 24th century yet. What is yours made of? Uh, mine is made of, this makes a full 750 milliliter bottle, what have you. Um, but it has non-spiced rum uh-huh. that goes into it. Um, it has some blue curacao that goes into it. Right. I top it off with some uh, Viso Will. Uh-huh. You can use any kind of citrusy beverage if you wish. Right. And then uh, the final kicker, uh, about three quarters of a cup of Everclear goes in. <laughs> so there you go. So because, that's, yeah, that's it's a marvelous creation. So that's how we're rolling, Jim. Very it goes nice. down painfully <laughs> smooth. So, Very nice. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's festivities and good times on both ends of the phone. And friend. I heard did I hear caramel corn also? Uh, there's some caramel corn uh, right here. Peppermint caramel corn from Trader Joe's, which is drizzled with dark chocolate. Oh. So oh. it's a uh, yeah. I know. So if if only we lived in the, if we lived in the 24th century, I would just like. Do the atomic transport thing, and I would send it to you uh, down the phone or whatever. So, big plans for you and your and your brood today? No, just continuing with the drinking, <laughs> and at some point I will probably eat a little something. Fantastic. Well, you know, you just to break up the drinking every now and again. You know, you got to clean the palate with something. <laughs> got to. Well, I got to switch to vodka a little bit later. You know, the great thing about you. Uh, and I mean this sincerely, is that some people, they will drink to cleanse the palate between courses. For example, they will have a little turkey, then an aperitif, and then some sort of like the cranberry sauce, and then something that, you know, like a sherbet to, cleanse the, to cleanse the palate, like a sorbet to take something away. You, you just have food to cleanse the palate between massive courses of alcoholic consumption. I thought that was what everybody did. No, it's true. No, it's what makes you stand apart and alone, uh, my or, friend. Or lay prostrate on the ground. <laughs> um, well, you've got it. I mean, you've been out. Now, when did they have you out speaking to children about what this holiday quote means to them uh, this was yesterday and for, and for today because uh-huh. uh, you know, a lot of kids were at school for the last day for the week yesterday right. otherwise I'd have a hell of a time rounding up kids on the morning of Thanksgiving of course and so what is the, the, without being arrested of course <laughs> Just, just standing on a street corner in Los Angeles with, in a trench coat and a microphone. Jack, I come here. I need, I'm looking for children. Bring oh, me your no, children no, no, now. I, I'd like a seven-year-old. 
<laughs> yeah, just have reeking of alcohol and <laughs> standing there with a camera going, to you, can I see? How much for your daughters? What a sick little girl. So the uh, so what is the real meaning of Thanksgiving according to America's greatest national resource, our children? You know, they they uh, they're educated well, I guess. They they're family. For the most part, they say it's a way to celebrate family. And then you ask them a question, well, you only see your family once a year? Right. Yeah. How'd you get to school today? <laughs> Children have very their cognitive thoughts, or their processes are not always fully formed at this age. Yeah. So. yeah. But they, they had no idea why we eat turkey other than the Indians made the pilgrims do it. All I remember... But you cannot, what you cannot do is you cannot give thanks with pizza. What is this your assessment or is no, this their assessment? I, you know what? I remember seeing when I was a kid, uh, Martin Mull did this great television commercial. Pardon me, I have to clear my throat. Hold on. <laughs> Martin Mull did this great TV commercial when I was a kid for Pizza Hut, I believe. And it wasn't a Thanksgiving thing. It was a Christmas thing. But it made a profound impact on me. And I must have been about eight years old. I remember Martin Mull. Who, and whatever happened to that guy? Where is Martin He's Mull? He's still around. Is he around? Yeah. He's, is he, are him and, I don't know, him and Jim J. Bullock just living in a house together somewhere or something? Because I never see either of them. Um, but he did this great commercial for Pizza Hut, and it was him holding a slice of pizza up to the camera, and he was saying something to the effect of, you know, this year don't go the same old route, espouse something new, embrace the non-traditional. And he looked at the pizza and he said, it's got, it's got red, it's got green. That's Christmas. And then it was just like a long, lingering shot of him holding like some pepperoni and sausage pizza. And that made a huge impact on me. And it, at that point, it, from then on, I decided to free myself uh, from the shackles of traditional uh, Thanksgiving consumption. So on, on Thanksgiving, uh, that's, we're all just here with big bottles of absinthe and, and a bunch of caramel corn. So I'm no longer, I no longer am held sway by traditional ideas of what one must eat. Well, good for you. Yes. Damn it. I love the sound of you clapping in an empty room with a bottle of Guinness. Um, <laughs> is it bouncing off the glass? I'm sorry. It is. No, and so, and do they have you out tomorrow, like at a Walmart with a microphone, or were you able to pre-take that? No, no, I'll be out there very early in the morning. Lucky you. The door busters. Jesus. What kind of a, uh, what, where? Now, are you just wondering? I don't know what I'm doing for the first two hours, because I will still be a little hungover, probably. Uh-huh, of course. But that's part of the fun. Well, of course. Uh, did they, now, do they tell you tomorrow, like, what store to go hit, or are they no, just... No, no, uh, I already know where I'm going to go. Now, do you, can you give that away? Uh, well, there's a couple of uh, malls that I go to. One's called the Empire Center. One's called the Alamo Fashion Center. The other one's called the uh, Town Center Mall in the Media District. You know, it's, uh, you, you have to run around to... One's in Century City. You have to run around to a couple of different ones so you get a nice flavor of what's going on. And it's basically just... I you, wish I could just park in one spot all morning, but I can't do that. Well, it's just, and it's, and then is this just like you with, you know, with your Morant slung around you, just talking to a bunch of housewives in Winnie the Pooh t-shirts? Is they yep. flash mic, flash yeah. mic. No yeah. longer the Morants, now the flash mic. Uh, the Morants. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I got to tell you, we are the last generation who remember working with the Morants, my friend. We're a dying breed, like the. Like we the, still have them. Like the days of the days of old, the men of yore. We got them. They're digital now. They, they instead of the, having the tape in it. But the the last one I used when I was at KNX was uh, the Sony's. We used the Sony's fifty two fifties or something. I actually I Those was a workhorse. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Actually, that somewhere in my basement, I have a big box of radio crap, and one of the things that I have is. I have a collection of every old cell phone that I ever that I ever used, going all the way back to the Motorola brick from like 1987, 1988. Yeah, which is so awesome. Oh, it's fantastic, man! It's and it's just freaking enormous. 
Fanta and it's that, and then of course as as the years goes on, the smaller you know the phone the phones get smaller and smaller. So it is with with audio recording uh, devices. So and that is now I read some story. Tell me if I'm just if this was like some sort of weird consumerist fever dream I had, or is this real? That stores are now starting to not just on Friday, but they're actually starting to open tonight at midnight. Yeah, there'll be a lot of opening at midnight tonight. Jesus. Yeah, I just can't understand. It's like, well, I'll tell you why. Uh, there's a lot of concerns right now. Um, First of all, the economy is not that great. The housing slump is bad. The subprime mortgage issue, a lot of folks are, are dealing with that. And then you got the rider strike and all, at least out here anyway. So there's, the, retailers are very nervous. And there's a longer period between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. So they're all concerned that everyone's going to show up for Black Friday, but then not show up in the subsequent days or, or weeks. So they're not going to make their money. Black Friday doesn't mean they're going to get in the black. And that's just, this has become an event in and of itself. Right. It's not really getting the, the merchants on the right side of the ledger. It, it, it's just, it's a promotional uh, gimmick, and hopefully they'll come back. And retailers are very, very nervous about this year. It does, it is kind of the most American of holidays in a way. Not, you know, not even Thanksgiving, but actually the day following Thanksgiving, wherefore, no readily apparent reason we all decide to go to a Woolworths and buy ourselves a television. You know what you I mean? Know, I don't know why people go. I sit there and, you know, and I'm on the spectator side, but I still have to fight for a parking spot and all this other crap. And I ask people, what? Why today? Right. Right. If you don't go today, the sale's going to run probably all week. And plus, you can haggle with a sales guy, especially a TV or something. You can say, is that, that, is that the best price you can give me? You can totally haggle with them, and you'll wind up getting the price that you would have gotten the day after Thanksgiving if you're just smart enough to sit there and yep. say, I'm going to pay this. Yep. I don't think America knows that. No. But you could do that. And, but people don't. They'd rather just fight each other, elbow each other, and, and sneeze on each other and just yuck. You know, i got to tell you that I was, uh, I was listening to, uh, I'm not a big fan of stand-up comedy, but I was listening to, uh, there's a guy named Patton Oswalt who does some stuff that I like. And he was, I was listening to the other day, and he was talking about, you know, if you really, before you decide to start, you know, to, to get a family, and to, you know, to have a bunch of kids and whatever, he was talking about, you know, you ought to go to a Walmart on the day after Thanksgiving <laughs> and just wander up and down the aisles. And it's like you said, he asked me, why are you here? And it's just going to be a guy scratching his crotch and holding a can of dry roasted peanuts and going, I don't know, I just seemed like I had to do some buying. You know? I got so, these for 35 cents, that's why. <laughs> totally. Moron. <laughs> I like your style, Jim Roop. All right, brother, are we your, are we your last shot today? Uh, no, I have one more. I have KDKA in Pittsburgh at, uh, in about two hours. Katie, hey, you know you know why KDKA has significant KDKA why that has significance to me? This is a, this is a thing you probably won't even identify with in the Tom Hanks film That Thing You Do, which is one of my favorite movies. Yep. Uh, KDKA is the this is what a nerd I am. KDKA is the radio station um, that. C.O. Bailey works at, and he is the morning DJ who comes to see the Wonders play at the State Fair and then spins their 45 the next day, propelling them to national stardom. And he works at KDKA in Pittsburgh. Well, there you go. So there you go. By the way, uh, C.O. Bailey was based on a real uh, radio DJ who did work there back in the 60s. So there name you go. of, we have a name? Uh, I'm sorry? Is the, you know the name of that real-life DJ? No, I think his name was... Oh, not C.O. Bailey. K.O. Bailey was his name. Uh. His name is K.O. Bailey. He was an actual DJ at KDKA in Pittsburgh uh, in the early 60s, and then he is portrayed in That Thing You Do, the Tom Hanks film. So. I remember in, uh, in in college, anyway, when we were... You know, you go through mass media and all that, all those little stupid programs before you get into your major. Yes. And we took a drive to Pittsburgh. I, I grew up in Cincinnati. Just to visit KDKA because of the history. Yeah. It. it was uh, kind of a letdown. I, you know, when you, you 
see those stations that like you listen to or those things that you, growing up you listen to and I know we're talking inside you know baseball here but I it, it, listening to the radio and you just picture it as being so much more glamorous than it is and don't get me wrong I I love radio it's really the only demonstrable skill that I have but I do remember being a kid and I would sit there because I was a nerd late at night 2 a.m. in my bed with my little a.m. radio and I yep. would listen to Larry King when he was still doing the overnight mutual show and so there's Larry King at 2 a.m. talking to Weirdo Yankovic or whoever, you know, Michael Winslow, whoever's in the studio that night. And, uh, you know, and he would sign, this is Larry King signing off on the Mutual Broadcasting Network. We'll see you tomorrow night. And I pictured him, this is what I was pictured. I pictured Larry King, who I think was doing the show from New York, getting off the air and walking down this marble hallway with, like, glass and diamond doors with, like, a babe on each arm. You know, and then like going and, <clears throat> pardon me, going to a lanes with Dan Rather, you know, and just, you know, just sitting there like at, you know, at the Edward R. Murrow table and, and just, you know, of course, and then you go see these, you know, these, these studios and it's always just a hole. You know, it's always just, it's just like a closet with a microphone in it, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, it's, it's always been my dream. I remember the day I decided I was five years old. I remember the day I decided I want to be in radio. Uh, so it's been, it's been a long time for me. And so what was the... But where? Oh, it's a long story you don't want to hear. Excellent. Thanks for skipping to the bottom of the page. <laughs> All right. I'll... At some point, someday, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll tell you, but I mean, now it would take, it'd take 15 minutes to tell the story. Well, and you got that Guinness to get to. Yeah. All yeah. right. My I friend. wanted to stay at room temperature, man. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And uh, if you are you on tomorrow? You are on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll, yeah. Uh, we will have speaks with you then, my friend. Very good. Thank you, and James. You know what? I'll, I'll find the most moronic people, and I'll, I'll save that sound, and we'll have fun with it tomorrow. God bless you, James. All right. That's why we love you. All right. Have a good one, man. You bet. There you go. Jim Roop in Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, let me do a couple calls. Uh, then we'll, Just people arriving every every moment. Just two other people have shown up since we last did the, did the rounds. Let's do these calls. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we'll introduce everybody again. Do some news. Do some whatnot. It is Thanksgiving. We're live. It's 503-733-2970. Uh, hello, sir or madam, as the case may be. Hey, everybody. Happy Turkey Day. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello, hey uh, Aaron. Kudos on your on your endeavors to rename Forty uh, Second Man. Absolutely. Thanks, dude. It's gonna be. It's been a lot of fun. It's been. It's gonna get a lot harder, but it's been fun. You know, I'm I, I uh, <laughs> about halfway through rereading Life to Universe and everything, mm -hmm. and a uh, couple points. Like, uh, I, I had not realized in my youth when I first read these books just how much that Douglas Adams has truly influenced, like everything that came after him. You know. And it's just, he, he really was like a groundbreaker in a lot of different ways. I mean, like, uh, just his, his wit, his humor, his uh, dry sensibility. I mean, like, it, he's amazing, dude. I mean, like, what a great person to rename a boulevard on, you know? Let, so. me, uh, let me encourage you, if you have not done so already, to read a book called Wish You Were Here, which is the biography of Douglas Adams. Yeah. And I, I, it is, because I'm, like, uh, because I'm still a little valiumed today, I cannot remember the name of the artist. It's Nick, uh, Nick Webb is who wrote it. Nick Webb, the book is called Wish You Were Here, the authorized biography of Douglas Adams, which means that he had access. It's so amazing. He had access. They, the family literally took him to Douglas's house, and they showed him the basement and his archives, and they said, go ahead. It's all yours. Yeah, they so he looked everything. He looked through all of his old journals, his diaries, old love letters, correspondence. It is the most amazing book, and at the end, he does describe all of the things around us now that we take for granted that did come from Douglas Adams, or that he at least pre-visioned. Yeah. Uh, things like Wikipedia, because Wikipedia is essentially the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, pretty you much. Know, someday you will have a... I mean, look, on my Motorola Q, which I can hold in my, my... It's like a Blackberry. I have a, basically a Blackberry through which I can access Wikipedia, 
And that is a de facto Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I can look up anything about anything on a little uh, device in my hand, uh, you know, on which is printed in large, friendly letters, don't panic. And you can, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, the fact that Gary Kasparov was beaten by a machine called Deep Thought, of all things. I mean, IBM said flat out that they got it from the book. You know, That's why they named it that. You know, it's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, read a book called Wish You Were Here. That guy is... Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, I think that guy also spoke at Douglas Adams' funeral. I think he, he did, did a eulogy, and I believe the book also has an introduction from Stephen Fry. Uh, probably, yeah, because they were pretty I'll, close. I, I will absolutely read that as soon as I'm done with the Ultimate Guide. Excellent. A, a, a suggestion. Uh, maybe you should uh, have some sheets for the petition at the radio station, so people can just come down and they know where they can come and sign up on it. I mean, I can guarantee you get three. I like the way you think, sir. Yeah, I'll look. At, right. I have to get official petition forms. I can't just have a piece of paper because. Um, the auditor reviews them, and they see if, you know, signatures are legitimate. And right. We you know, we don't right. pull a... a right on. Mind. Well, hey, I'll sign it, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very idea. much. Thank All right, you. Bye. All right. God bless you. Let's do one more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey. What's up? This is Raul Duke down here at the uh, Clackamas Information Agency. Uh-huh. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Thanks for all the fishes. You're anytime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were wondering here, <clears throat> sitting around the old agency... Which would be better, deep-fried chimichangas and french fries or uh, grilled tuna and cheese, which I won't have to fight with a cat because he's out on the roof gutting a squirrel. And, uh, i got to sit down for this call. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Or, uh, Sir, well, let me ask you this. Uh, when, did, uh, when did you begin uh, getting informed this morning? About three weeks ago. <laughs> and is this uh, uh, this sounds like a particularly uh, strong kind of information that you were uh, taking in? Yes, indeed. It is indeed. It's uh, some of the cannabis cups finest from 2006. <laughs> All right. My suggestion to you, sir, is always fry. Attention, advertisers. You always two can fry. reach this prime always demographic. Jimmy yes, Chongas is what you want to go. I yeah. say 42 to you. All right. Bye now. Sir. Indeed. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Tuna chimichangas. Tuna chimichangas. Oh, God. Tuba fried fish. Up, be the same. Hello? Hello? Uh, Although, at least he didn't call himself Raul Duke. And then talk like this was like totally just on top of the ball and everything Jesus. and like messed out of his mind or anything. God damn. I mean, if you're going right. to call yourself Raul Duke, you'd better talk about like your cat gutting squirrels on the, on the roof of your. I think he might be the guy who went to the Cannabis Cup and then it was like sending me daily like, photos from the Cannabis Cup, which is in Amsterdam, I guess. Yeah. And he was just, like, yeah. sending me daily photos of People who are obsessed with weed weird me out. Everybody's got to have a hobby, but there's like, you know. Whatever, Rick Emerson is not approved. I don't pass judgment. Oh, yeah. There are people like who like that is their thing. Uh -huh. Like that's their deal. Like they, it's like guys who are into cars. They're guys who are into weed. Like other guys are into yeah. football, mm -hmm. which I just don't understand. Like I don't care. I just don't understand. It's, it's like the band, the Cottonmouth Kings. Every I was single, just say every that. single goddamn <laughs> totally. song is about pot. Uh, one of my friends said, "Hey, can you burn me uh, some Cottonmouth Kings?" And I said, "Sure." And so I went looking for a bunch of songs. I'm like, well, I just burned the ones about weed. And he just starts laughing at me. He's like, well, which, which ones, man? And yeah, that's that's like that's the before I, yeah, the, that's before I was familiar with the cotton milking. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, everybody's got to have their target demographic and all. But I just, you know, well, all right, uh, all right. We should take a break here uh, in the studio. Uh, Timmy Ryan, Kristen Bowie, Fat Boy, Aaron Duran, and then Scott Daly and Court from Rock 101 KUFO will join us here in just a few. Jesus God! All right, it is go wrong. Thanksgiving. We haven't even turned on my toaster oven yet. Court brought absinthe. Really? 
I did. God bless you. That's Back after this. It's the Rick Emerson Show. We're live on Thanksgiving. Stay there. There goes the last DJ Who plays what he wants to play Says what he wants to say Hey, hey, hey There goes your freedom of choice There goes the last few That was over the line. It was hilarious, though. Well done. Very much. All right. You can always count on me to just go one more step. Hey, it's the Rick Emerson Show. It's 503-733-2970. It is a Thanksgiving Thursday. We are live. 503-733-2970. Kristen Bowie's microphone needs to get back in the game, it looks it like. It really does. <laughs> it keeps... Uh, it keeps sagging. Well, they need to, to tighten the... Uh, the well, list. isn't she a lot taller than Sarah also? Yeah, I'm like six foot tall, so... Yeah, so, Sarah, so the microphone... <laughs> Sarah's height, you know. So the microphone probably always sags, just Sarah doesn't notice because yeah. she doesn't need it to be any higher than it is. That's all right. I, um, because there are only two people who use this microphone here. Uh, myself and then Dennis Pitsenbarger uses it on the weekend. And and so he and I both do the same thing of compulsively just sort of yanking the microphone around while we talk. And I'm 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 real OCD as you might have noticed. Kind of okay. uh, always, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm constantly pulling on the mic stand and readjusting it. And so what has happened is, God bless him. When Jeff McGinley built the studio, this microphone, the uh, Electro Voice RE20, the premier audio transducer known to man. It is bolted into the, this is a $700 microphone that is then bolted into the counter with like a $500 uh, mounting bracket. And it's bolted in with these three massive bolts. And yet I pull on this thing so much that it actually has started to come loose. The moorings have torn loose at least twice. So mine does the same thing. Don't worry about it. It's just that it, the screws holding these microphones together, those are the screws are the weak link. So, in any event. All right, it is Thanksgiving. It's Thursday. It's 503-733-2970. Richie Bristol is screening our phone calls today. And uh, if you are at work today, if you are uh, in service to the state or the man or some other tyrannical entity, uh, we are especially eager to hear from you. It's 503-733-2970. We'll do some more introductions here in just a second. And uh, later we're going to do a liquor inventory of the AM970 refrigerator. Liquor. Went. Oh, I, wasn't. I, I barely knew. I barely knew her. Uh, there you go. Uh, and then uh, later on, we'll uh, try to cook something in my toaster oven and see if we can set fire to the building. But before we do anything, now let us begin this: the AM 970 Noon News Hour. It's time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth. This is Tim Riley. I'd like to point out that I'm having a Beavis and Butthead moment right now because you said the word sag and screws in the last <laughs> two minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Shut up, baby. My, my only real skill. <laughs> All right. As promised, these are the stories that I've been working on for you. Black animals need love, too. Superstition may be partly to blame for the high numbers of black cats and dogs that have been passed over at the Oregon Humane Society. The shelter, like many others across the U.S., have an unusually high number of predominantly black animals that are awaiting adoption. They currently have 57 black dogs, 29 black cats, and even five black rabbits. Now, to get the animals to loving homes, anyone who wants to adopt a black animal on Black Friday or over the weekend 
will get 20% off. Now, see, I don't understand because if you get like a black dog, uh, blah, 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 Zeppelin, blah, blah, blah. If you, you, see, you don't even have to clean it then. You can just, you don't even have to bathe it. <laughs> I got a white dog and I have to wash the thing. I sound like it's a big chore. Right. I, have to, I have to tend after my dog all the time. People ask me why I wear black so much. Usually I'm, I'm wearing black jeans as well. And they're like, oh, you're depressed and emo. I'm going, now nah, I just spill coffee on myself. Yeah, seriously. I, well, you'll notice today, me again also. I yeah. am wearing a black shirt. In fact, we came, this would have been embarrassing. I came very close to wearing a motorhead shirt today. And so you and I would have been dressed almost identically. And which by is the way, freaky. yeah, yeah, Converse and jeans and Motorhead. I would like to point out that I was a Motorhead, a motorhead fan before everybody else was a Motorhead. You're old school. Of course, you yes, are. I was a Motorhead fan when I was <laughs> no, when I was seven years old. You, you go, you're a Hawkwind fan as well. <laughs> because my cousin Patrick was into Motorhead and he introduced me to Motorhead, so I was singing like Ace of Spades, like when I was going to Catholic school in like third grade. I uh, I never heard Motorhead live the first time I ever, and then we have to we'll do some introductions here in just a second. I. Just a brief story about Motorhead. Um, I heard of Motorhead and sort of knew about Lemmy and every, uh, before I ever really heard their music. Because I grew up in this tiny little dirt hole town. No used record stores. No used CD stores. The only place to get music was the mall. That was it. There yeah. were no used record stores. There was Goodwill. And occasionally I felt like I found Kiss Alive at Goodwill and stuff. And I, but I, you couldn't really find. And I didn't have a car or anything. So if it wasn't at like Sam Goody, you just couldn't find it. And so I heard about Motorhead before I ever heard Motorhead because I had a copy of Decline of Western Civilization Part Two: The Metal Years, which has Lemmy looking like a badass, as only Lemmy can. And all, I don't know if you all have seen Decline of Western Civilization yes. Two. It is just the most righteous film. And it, everybody else is interviewed like just looking like a tool. You know, everybody else is sitting at a strip club or you know, sitting, you know, on a couch or something. Lemmy. And he doesn't look dated at all. I mean, no matter what era you see Lemmy he interviewed looks the in, same. he looks yeah. like a freaking badass. And so there's Lemmy, um, denim jacket, black jeans with like the bullet belt, like a bandolier belt or whatever that thing is called, black t-shirt, straight long hair, no frizz, no frill, no whatever, straight long hair, cigarette in one hand, you know, hands, thumbs hooked in his pockets, and he's standing, I forget exactly the physical location, but he's standing on the edge of sort of a, a in Hollywood, in Hollywood, yeah. overlooking Hollywood, and and you know, and just every time he talks, smoke seems to be billowing out of his nose like he's puffed the magic dragon, and he's just such a righteous badass bastard. I mean, and so, and, but then when I finally saw them, this is this is my this is my one my one Motorhead moment when I I finally saw them, and I, the first time I saw them was in '90. They opened for Guns N' Roses and Metallica at the Kingdom, and they did the most badass thing, which is they did not they didn't need drama they didn't need sturm and drang they didn't wait for the they didn't even wait for the lights to go down the house house uh, music ended i'm in the kingdom that's 80,000 people uh and we're all amped up anyway cuz we're there to see you know metallica and guns and roses and whatever house lights still on and lemmy and motorhead just walk out on stage with the house lights on which is you know unheard of bands don't do that and he just walked up to the microphone and he adjusted and he goes hello we are motorhead and we are rock and roll. And then just like, bam! And then like half a second, right into Ace of Spades, they opened with. And it's and as my friend Rob said, it was so loud, it made me sick. I mean, my kidneys hurt after seeing Motorhead play. I've got a better story about Lemmy. Pleased to be telling. Uh, last time he was here with a group called Headcat, which is him and like uh, Slim Jim. Cats from Stray Cats yeah, yeah, Slim Jim from Stray Cats, whatever. I went to, you know, I kind of showed up early to see the other bands and... Uh, 
I peer over to the video poker machines and who do I see yeah. feeding twenty after twenty and losing them. Where had. where was this at? Uh, at? It was at Dante's. At Dante's. Of course. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, Hey Lemmy, can I play video poker next? He goes. Yeah, yeah, sure, Mal. Yeah, why don't you play for me, too? He hands me a $5 bill. So I played video poker next to Lemmy with Lemmy's money. That is the best story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. You and should I... kill yourself right now because your life is never going to get any better right. than that. And then everybody, and then he got to be, he, he got up. He gets up. He's like, lay my, and he just starts taking pictures with everybody. And then everyone immediately goes over to that video poker machine. And they're like, that's a lucky machine. Lemmy was playing on it. And they Started losing the money too. That is so great. I've got a. I think I've got a DVD of that of that band of like they just showed the Roxy. Yeah. A couple years ago that I got. All right. It was uh, a really sad show. Before we do, I yeah. I it, mean, it wasn't that great of a show. I love those guys, but it was really boring. The thing about I Lemmy left. is is that Lemmy, as somebody once said about Keith Richards, and which I have said about Izzy Stradlin, Lemmy can't sing, but like in a really charming way, you know. Uh, before we do anything else, let's welcome to the Rick Emerson Show from FilmFeverRadio.com, our good friend Scott Daly. Hello, Scott Daly. Hello, everybody. And uh, from Court and Fat Boy, our sister station, Rocco 101, KUFO, Court. Hello. Hello, sir. How Hi. are you today? Uh, I would just like to say real quick about uh, Lemmy. Uh, parents, if you have children out there and they, they tend to be on the, uh, the ugly side, show them Motorhead. Lemmy is the ugliest man on the planet, yet he gets laid more than anyone. So this is the way to get your kids laid. And well, you know eventually. he can tell because he's you know he has the money at that point to have an, a rat and all those things off his face and yet he right. just lets them stay yeah. there he's because, because he's like I'm Lemmy and you're not. And right. just, do you know Lemmy is 62? Is he really? Yeah. Good oh, lord. Because he celebrated. I remember where I was living when he celebrated his 50th birthday, and that was Jesus. That was 13 years ago. So he's 63. Wow. Maybe wow. he dyes his hair, or just naturally black because he's Lemmy. I don't know. <laughs> just the power of black. It's like Keith Richards. You know, it's a, he's just Lemmy. That's no, he, he just, I mean, he's 63, and you know what? And he just rocks it, like, so much harder than any band, any, any, I mean, it's not like I'm some guy where everything was better, better in the past, because that's not true. There's a lot of great stuff now. But I'm just saying you pick any metal guy from today, right. and the odds are even that Lemmy is, is way better than he is. Well, the other th great thing about Motorhead is uh, you can put them on in any bar, yeah. uh, whether it be a, a metal bar, punk bar, whatever. Nobody's going to complain. No, they're ever. like ACDC. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, I would say there are very few bands that have complete and total street cred no matter where you are. I would say Motorhead. I'd say ACDC. And I can't really think of anybody else. Maybe Leonard Skinner, depending on where you are. Mm. But they get snickered at in some yeah, places. Yeah. But Motorhead and ACDC, there's nobody that'll say S about those guys right anywhere. You can put Boston on. Oh, dude. <laughs> unless you're, unless I'm around. No I just. Little I was. I don't remember where I was at yesterday. I was somewhere yesterday, and I was. They were playing. Jesus, where was I? Well, whatever. And they were playing. Um, don't look back. You know. And I just. Boston. Boston is one of those bands where it's like the 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 glass in my head labeled Boston is just it's full. <laughs> yeah. And I can't take anymore. You know what, what I mean? What about Cheap Trick? Cheap Trick I can never get sick of. See? Never I'm not even trying trick. to pander to you. I, I think they're a good band. They're one of the best bands in the history. You know that Cheap Trick is not on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, they're too busy putting too busy, too busy putting uh, Donna Summer in this year. Uh, not that I'm dropping names, Mickey but I have Hill. played with a member of Cheap Trick. Which one? Uh, well, Dax Nielsen, Rick Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he was the drummer for Dick Dale for a while. And, you know, I was, I was the tour manager for Dick. So I got to play with Dax every single night. Oh, that's so cool. Huh? So, yeah. And I played. I want you to want me very poorly with him. Oh man, I get it. Uh, <laughs> what you play with him? That's the thing. Actually, he, he told me that I play too. He says I I play too fast. He, really? He, he wanted me to slow because we'd like open like Pipeline or some like insane fast Dick Dale song to right. test the equipment out. You know, because 
Dick never showed up to sound check. And, uh, you know, and so he's like, man, can you just slow it down a little bit? Right on. Like, I'm just trying to loosen you up, Dax. I, uh, Whatever. The, I have uh, our, our friend Davey Nipples, who was in, uh, who was, you know, with, with Storm in the Balls and, you know, and was with Storm. And he, when he was with Everclear, he tells this great story um, that, um, about, because Everclear did uh, a cover of The Boys Are Back in Town for the Detroit Rock City right. uh, soundtrack. Blah, blah, blah. And so when they were doing the Detroit Rock City premiere, all the bands from the soundtrack and a bunch of others, they were doing a big premiere party concert in L.A. And Everclear was invited to come on out. And and they said, uh, hey, well, you know, hey, hey, you know, Everclear, we'd like you to play, uh, you know, we'd like you to play Surrender because Cheap Trick is on the soundtrack. And they're like, yeah, okay, that's fine. We're big Cheap Trick fans. And, you know, and, and Cheap Trick was the first record that Davey had ever bought, blah, 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 blah. So they're getting up there and they're ready to play. And then who walks on stage uh, at the rehearsal? But Robin Sander and Rick Nielsen. Yeah. And Davey said it was just like this weird moment where like immediately he did like the Spielberg pullback zoom in shot of like him being 13 years old again. And he said that Rick Nielsen came up and he's like, hey, you know, uh, great job, but you're playing that wrong. And and Davey's like, what do you mean? And, you know, Nielsen's like, no, 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 it still sounds great, but you're playing it wrong. And, you know, but go ahead. It's still, if it works. And Davey's like, no, 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 just show me. I mean, I want to play it right. Show me how to play it. And so Nielsen's showing him, and Davey just said he had the weirdest moment of, like, here I am on stage, just some dork from Portland, and Rick Nielsen is sitting here showing me how to play Surrender, you know? And then it's just, I mean, your brain just folds in on itself at times like that, and you just can't even take it. Oh, one more story. Rick, uh, Nielsen gave me uh, free pizza. Because he, he, owns, he owns a restaurant. I want to hang out with you. You're like the Forrest Gump no, of no. Portland Rock. <laughs> no, no, no. It, when when uh, I was in, I was in uh, was it Rockford, Illinois, and I was hanging out with Dax, and we went to his dad's restaurant, and uh, we went to pay, and Rick's like, no, no. Not it's on me. No, yeah. So uh, I had a vegan pizza on Rick Nielsen because it's so great. Yeah, and uh, I, I touched one of his guitars. You really are my hero. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, let's do some actual news here. Feel free to weigh in, chime in, of course. Okay. The gang's all here today on this Thanksgiving. All right, I, I was going to talk about a local Thanksgiving story, but I'm going to skip that because uh, I want to talk about this. Kirk Douglas, Harrison Ford, and other celebrities shared the Thanksgiving spirit Wednesday to serve hot meals to homeless people on Skid Row. Wearing red aprons and plastic gloves, they stood alongside volunteers at the annual feast at downtown Los Angeles's Mission, doling out turkeys, Kirk Douglas, mashed potatoes and gravy. Rolls, I don't think Kirk vegetables. Douglas can stand anywhere, oh, much less hold a ladle. Seriously, sorry about the third degree burns <laughs> on your hands, homeless guy. Also, Kevin Bacon happily donned an apron for a Thanksgiving food service program in New York City. Just Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Big, just, Nothing I can do with that. There's though. a reason why I'm reading this because I know where to go. I'm going to chime in why I read this. I am sick and tired of celebrities. Every single time they have to, uh, every time they volunteer or give back or do something to help humanity, they're always looking perfect. Like there's like a makeup artist. And like, they call the press. Right. And, and, they, and the press just, I mean, there's a million things going on over the last few days, you know, as far as giving back and, you know, volunteering in shelters. And what are the odds that the press just happens to show up where Harrison Ford and Calissa Flockhart and Kevin Bacon are? You know Seriously. what I mean? The report on this, like they call their, they call these people, and then they get a photo op, and then as soon as those people leave with the cameras, I guarantee they hightail it out. Oh, totally. Well, you know, the best example, and I do mean the best example of this ever, was um, after 9-11, and this was a really legitimately cool thing, when Steve Buscemi, who at one point had been a New York City firefighter, and he didn't really talk about it, and he didn't really, you know, people didn't really know, but he, Steve Buscemi was an NY, uh, he was a New York City fireman right. at one point. And after 9-11... Uh, I remember there was just this somebody, and they did legitimately stumble onto the story of, like, here's all these fire guys, and I think by this point the rescue effort had, had ceased, and they were just sort of digging things out. And 
But somebody walked by, and they're like, hey, these firefighters, and who's that guy looks familiar. And it's just Steve Buscemi with a helmet and the thing, and he's just digging right. stuff out. And they're like, hey, Steve Buscemi, can we talk to you about that? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm busy digging. You know, go talk to somebody else. Good for him. And he totally didn't even call it. Hey, he was just down there just, just pulling wreckage out. Yeah, the only time celebrities do anything to help anybody out is if there's a camera crew there and it can help their, you know, PR campaign. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. a press release. Yeah, yeah exactly. They know they're coming. Totally. And, they, you know, they get their teeth capped as they, so right. they can be down there yeah, ladling I, something I saw out. the picture of Kevin Bacon. It's not like, you know, he got up and he's like, okay, I'm going to do something. There just happened to be, a, you know, a camera crew. It's pretty obvious he got dressed up and somebody did his hair and he's got some kind of he's powder on his face so he looks photogenic totally you know i uh, hate him all right <laughs> <laughs> i hate him close to flockhart and harrison ford now anybody that has to have a photo op to volunteer i hate i the only thing i i just don't understand well whatever i it, it's a whole separate thing but harrison ford i think my generation and i think i speak for a lot of guys in general i think we draw a distinction in our heads between harrison ford and then like Harrison Ford, who we watched on screen. Right. Because right. Harrison Ford strikes me as kind of a dick. I mean... Harrison Ford quit being Harrison Ford after Last Crusade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, but you know what? In my head, I have that suspension of disbelief. I can look at Indiana Jones. Like, I, I everybody saw me nerd out when that first set photo of Indy 4 came out. And it was him sitting in the chair with the pants with blood on his leg. Right. And I'm like, Indy! Yeah! You know, and I was... But I, but I can totally cop to the fact that Harrison Ford just seems like an ass. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I can draw that distinction. And the Callista Flockhart thing, I don't even get. I don't understand. Does anybody even care about her anymore? No, but it's... Uh, but I it's... do her. <laughs> well, just to say you did it or because you find her attractive? Both. Really? Yeah. She's so She's emaciated. She's... You could Why don't you break go to her? Thailand? You just want to break her, don't you, Timmy? Is that what it is? <laughs> you just want to hear... Get a skeleton from OHSU. I you just want to hear a spine snap. I teach her a lesson. <laughs> she is what... <laughs> she is uh, She's what Tom Wolfe would call a social x-ray. You know, she's one of those, like, women that is so socially thin that you can just... It's like... Uh, what's his name? Isn't Jack Nicholson with um, Lara Flynn Boyle? Yes. yes and she's was. another one that I just... It's like having... I do her, too. See, I don't understand. Why don't you just have sex with a cheese grater? I do Laura Flynn Boyle, <laughs> it, Twin Peaks Laura Flynn Boyle, but not today. Mm -mm. Calista Flockhart, you know what it is? Here's the thing about Calista Flockhart, and I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time making these distinctions in my head between... And I won't do the whole thing now, because it's already 1230 and we've done no news. It's... Um, <laughs> Not that we have a whole lot to do today except drinking absinthe and going through the fridge, but I, it's just that I have all these to see, and I've spent a long time. It's like years ago when I was working on Bigger Than Jesus, I did this whole thing where I sat down for weeks and was trying to demarcate, like on a spreadsheet almost, the difference between rock, rock and roll, hard rock, heavy metal, whatever, just for my own so I would know. And I've done the same thing with like... What is pretty, what is beautiful, what is sexy, what is hot, because they're not all the same thing. Sometimes they overlap, but sometimes they're different. There are women who are beautiful but not hot. There are women who are hot but not sexy. There are women who are sexy but not pretty, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing about I've learned about this. A woman like um, uh, uh, like Calista Flockhart, now she's pretty because I guess like facially speaking and so forth, there's like nothing, nothing really. She's aesthetically pleasing she's in the face. Aesthetically pleasing yes, in the is. face. Yes, yeah. she goddamn well is. But, but, but there's but there's nothing else about her that is attractive. There's just nothing. It, it, I know, but I just want to do it. It's her like too. having sex with Macaulay Culkin. No, no, it's no. <laughs> I mean, as of when, as an adult, when right. he's legal. You mean like Michael Jackson? So to me, now, now you're being compared to having sex with Macaulay Culkin. Look, uh, Macaulay I Culkin. like girls yeah, yeah. who are my size or smaller. I do. And normally, like, you know, I'm like, what, 145? I like girls right around there. But Calista Flockhart is just one of those skinny girls I just want to do. 
I have Super this, skinny, I want to do. I, have I wouldn't this, do Nicole Richie. I wouldn't do Paris Hilton, but I would do Close to no. So do you troll, like, methadone clinics? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> or just meth clinics? <laughs> I have this thing, well, you know, and I, I won't identify... There's somebody that I've had a long-running argument with about this. Uh-oh. And... Uh, I will not identify who this person is. No, it's nobody here. Um, uh-huh. but, but this person and I go back and forth all the time about what guys really find attractive in a woman as opposed to what women think we want. And I think I speak for a, a lot of guys you I know, agree. with my whatever. And I always say, and, and the response I always get is this. Uh, this person always, this person would always see like a really ultra skinny uh, model on television. And she'd say, well, see, but, you know, don't don't you agree that, you know, these clothes just look better on someone who's really, really thin? And I always have to say, well, I, I suppose, but A, that's because the clothes you're looking at at a runway were designed for someone who's a size zero, which is why that's the case. And B, I'll guarantee you this, that ultra skinny woman on the catwalk who's wearing the size zero clothes, sure, the clothes hang fine, the clothes are whatever. Clothes off, a whole lot of bad. It's a whole lot of Dawn of the Dead underneath yeah, it. Really? Really? If you want to date a wire hanger, I do know? not. Seriously. <laughs> if you can see the rib cage. Yeah, if that's the thing. Nasty. If I can see your ribs or your yeah. spine, it's a deal. You're out. It's a deal breaker. I told you, normally I like girls, you know, who are healthy, you know, got a nice little booty on them, you know. But occasionally, yeah, I like to I like to mix it up and, you know, um, get with the stick figures, you know. Just, just for so, variety. So you prefer your fingers to touch. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh, oh, oh. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna win this one. No, That's all right. So. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, well, let's do one more story, and then we'll do some calls, and then I think we've got somebody lurking in the hallway. All right. Well, if we can move the booze, let's do a Mills watch. Oh, here's. Do we have? Do you have that? The uh, Paul McCartney's uh, soon-to-be one-legged ex-wife watch. I think it might be called Mills. I forget exactly what it's called in there. It's. Uh, we have it McCartney watch. Yes, McCartney watch. Here's your McCartney watch for uh, Thursday. Lean on me <laughs> when you're not strong. This isn't a tremendously interesting uh, watch theme, but it was really the best thing I could come up with. Here's your uh, Heather Mills watch. And I'd like to point out this is the high point of my broadcasting career because I actually had to move booze to get the story. Fantastic. I feel great. All right, Heather Mills McCartney, who is reportedly seeking millions of dollars in her breakup with Paul McCartney, denounced the world's rich... As misers and snobs <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's wonderful. Here, Mills McCartney delivered the critical comments during her 90-minute speech uh. for the Debating Society of Trinity College in Dublin. <laughs> well, she wants... I'm high right now. <laughs> I'm high off laughter. She wants... Well, you know, he offered her $20 million to go away. Right. And that was like... He's like, look, I'll, look, love, I'll give you blah, 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 $20 million, leave yeah. it. And, you know, and she wouldn't take $20 million. And I mean... I, 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 I'm surprised she has not been assassinated. Not that I'm saying I encourage that. I'm not, just saying. Not that we want that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying. Somebody she, please shoot her in the face. I'm just no, amazed no one's taken her out because she's she terrible. she complains about being vilified. In fact, let me play this. my favorite sound clip of the year so far. I've had worse press than a pedophile or a murderer. <laughs> and I've done nothing but charity for 20 years. 
I mean, God. honestly, for I still twenty. I think mil- it's great that she's claiming that Paul made her hop around. I. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see him in the living room? Oh God! It's Here's your leg, love. <laughs> Taunting her, going. Come and get it. Throws it out the front door from the rafters. Your job to reach it. Throws it out in the pool. Go get it. I mean, I think I speak for all of us, and I say for twenty million dollars, I would let Paul McCartney saw my leg off and then kick me out. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, you know what? Here's the best way for her to die, not that we want it to happen. No, that we wish her a long life. Somebody to push her down, take off her prosthetic leg, and then beat her to death with her own prosthetic leg. Isn't that a video game reference? I, I oh We don't wish for that to happen. No, we I don't want that to but happen. You're saying if in some parallel it, okay, world. Okay, let's just say let's just say Jesus comes back and he's like <laughs> either the whole world goes to hell or uh, Heather Mills McCartney is beaten to death with her own prosthetic leg. Oh, you like know. if I had like if like if it was between that and the apocalypse. Correct. Like if if Jesus wanted it, we'd have to go along with it. Like you have to bring Jesus in. Jesus. Like it's not a horrible enough thing to say. <laughs> no, no. You have to defile Christ as well. Better yet. Jesus she, makes everything better. She passes out on train tracks, <laughs> loses like her other limbs. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's the best way. Let's see alive. All right. Yeah. We're all going there to hell. Or is that the extent of? Uh, uh, let's see here. No, that's it. All right, let me just... I've had worse press than a pedophile or a murderer, and I've done nothing but charity for 20 years. There you go. There's your uh, Heather Mills watch for uh, Monday on the Rick Emerson Show. Lean on me. When you're I wish I could find... I almost used the uh, Club Nouveau version for this because it's a little peppier. There's a great movie called Lean on Me. Did you ever see it? That's where the Club Nouveau version is from. Really? It's from the, it's from the Robert Joe Clock. With the with Robert Guillaume and Morgan Freeman yeah. film. That's the greatest movie ever. It's a great film. Well, after that crying clip, this really seals the deal, though. Totally. I think Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris could have played Morgan Freeman's character in that movie. I think Chuck Norris can play more. <laughs> there should be that should be somebody should be able to do that at we Skywalker spent, Ranch where they go through and put Chuck Norris into all films ever we made. Spent like way ben too Hur. much time on Chuck Norris this morning, Tim and I. Chuck Norris, like 45 minutes, just talking. Oh, yeah. Chuck Norris in uh, Boogie Nights. He can play Dirk Diggler. Oh, no. Moving on. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show on Thanksgiving. Hello. Hi. Uh, hey, is the uh, KM, KCMD uh, janitorial staff working today? I haven't seen paper towels. Wait, hold on. Let me hold on. Let me stop. Do you mean later, or are you insinuating that we are in fact the janitorial staff, and that's why they're no, just no, no, no. You got to get you got to get somebody in there to pick up all those names that Timmy Ryan's dropping. <laughs> oh, oh, bam! Oh, pwned! Well done! Well done! Excellent. Thank you. Story of when he was uh, seeing karaoke with Jesus at the boiler room. Excellent. Who is that? Jimmy, Jimmy, have you eaten a, a maple bacon donut at Voodoo with Gandhi or something? I mean, let's hear some more stories. That's about fantastic. It. That's a you great know, call. I just here's the thing with me. No, hey. Oh, yeah, he you loses, heartless bastard. He loses points for hanging up. He, he, he had his, which he a great had, line, but he loses points for hanging up. He dropped his material and then. No, like no, no, that. because, and, and the thing is, and I know that you were, because uh, you have done a lot of musician work, and you've been out on the road and whatever, so right. that was a great line, though, that he busted out, but then he ruined it by bailing like a girl. Just like, oh, you know who that was? I'm away. pretty sure that was my friend Nat Richards. 
Yeah. That sounds like Matt Richards. And I'm not dropping names. I pointed out that I was dropping names, and it was just basically for story's sake. Because, you know, I, I've, I led, this, I've led this really weird life where I somehow He's just... He's all justifying now. You know, no, I think they're great. Everything I'm that's happened in my life, you know, me knowing all these people, has just dropped into my lap. And it's just like, that's been like the high points of my life. Dude, you, you have no idea. I'm the worst at that. I'm the one who just, I will get some star saying my name. And I'll play it endlessly for no reason. Hold on. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> and you're listening to The Rick Emerson Show. Emerson. That's so <laughs> Well, I'll just play it for no reason. one ever. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Let's one, let's one more. I'll make you feel better. Let's see. Here's another one that I just uh, that I just played forever. Again, why, the, the contest had been over for a month and a half, and I was playing this. Hold on. Here's, uh, here's one more that I just... Uh, let's see. Let's make me do this Windows Media Player thing. All right, here's one more that I played for no reason, months after the contest. Hey, this is Gene Simmons. And this is Paul Stanley from KISS. You are broadcasting from deep within the KISS nation. You're listening to the Rick Emerson Show. There you go. Hey, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-glory. If, no. if, if I no. had Simon LeBon from Duran Duran saying my name or my show's name, I'd be playing all the time. Oh, so, no. Would you, you loop friend. it and listen to it in the car, then? Yes, I would. <laughs> you can probably get it while pleasuring yourself. You know, oh, from now on, I'm just not going to tell any stories of my former rock and roll life. I'm just going to shut up and be like, yep, I worked at Walmart. No, your friend Matt, whatever agree- his name is, he's, he's on notice. I was, I, was oh. a, I, was a, I was a greeter at Walmart. That's what I did before uh, at radio. That's it. That's you it. Can, complete, a completely fictitious backstory. <laughs> Right. And I, I, well, even then, I'll try to drop names. I'll be like, I think I saw Travis Trent once. No. <laughs> and let me just tell you this. After years, I mean, I, you know, on and off, uh, having uh, worked with Clyde Lewis for, Jesus, I'm old, for 13 years now, I, I got to tell you, the audience is so immunized to any kind of name dropping uh, because Clyde okay. and I together, it's like we average about four name drops a minute. And don't, and look, and just, just in case, because your stories are great, just in case you need one more little bit of whatever. You do realize that last week I had a guy drop off a, and he'd sealed it in a, he'd like vacuum sealed it in Mylar, dropped off a knit cap that he stole from Pink when she was at Dante's because it had strands of her hair in it, and he wanted me to have it as a collectible. Really? So I, in my office, smitten with her. In my office right now, I have a knit cap with some of Pink's uh, head hairs in it. Did he rip it right off her head? She set it down to go on stage to sing, and he took it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's right next to my my and I have that's that's in my drawer next to gum uh, from Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne left some gum. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to the Rick Emerson Show. Emerson. Before he did that, he spat out some gum, and I took it and I kept it. Did you I, take it out of the trash can? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> it's okay. upstairs right no now. Shame. I, I have no the shame. best idea ever. Let's just say you're uh, you're dying or you're drinking yourself to death, right? If I were if I were you theoretically, if I were you, what I would do is I would get those hairs and uh, I would you know die in some undisclosed location and the cops would you know show up and they'd be like what happened here and then they trace the hair back Frame to pink, pink for it. exactly <laughs> and, you know, that's a great idea and like, I, if you commit a series of crimes and leave pink's hair everywhere right. That's a great and idea. Or, or they think, gum. Hold and on, no, no, no. I'm writing this down. All we need is we need to cast like Wesley Snipes as the cop, you know, who tracks <clears> it down, and then Brian Dennehy as the sergeant who kicks him off the case. Oh, well, actually, I was thinking like, you know, maybe that's a great idea. Maybe they would they would say, yeah, before uh, before Rick died, he was having sex with Pink. I'm totally something re- like that. This you know, is a great. Yeah. No, no, no. Seriously, yeah. that's a great idea for a movie. Okay, I'm totally oh. making a note of that. Uh, all right, here's uh, Timmy Ryan with more of that wacky news that we love. The wacky news from the wacky morning show, the morning zoo. <laughs> Here we go. 
<laughs> Many times. And go. Cricket noises. The highway is leading to Portland International Airport yesterday morning. We're as clear as the sky, dappled pink and red at sunrise. Did you write this yourself? No. Okay. <laughs> Flights were on time. Parking was a snap. And there was no congestion in the drop-off lanes and in the security lines inside. What, is this like a Richard Scarry traffic update or this something? This sounds like to me like it was a press release this released is made by up. the no, Portland airport. This is fabricated. Total BS. It's total BS because I was, I was not leaving Portland last night, but I was coming back. I was in Seattle for a couple of days, and I came back yesterday. And the road into Portland was moderate. This was like at 1, 2 in the afternoon. The road into Portland, moderately busy. The road out of Portland... Uh, by like around one o'clock was already just gridlocked. I mean, yeah, it was just it was one horrible. big immobile mass of cars, things going nowhere. So that's a little bit of flim flammery, is what that is. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's right because every airport the day before Thanksgiving is crammed. It sucks. Well, they. What is this? They, they said that yesterday's the busiest travel. See, I always thought it would be Christmas, but I don't know why. But I guess they say the day before Thanksgiving is the biggest travel day. Huh. So I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. Sure, and it would take. It would only be a, a PR person who would say, the skies were dappled pink and red. Yeah. yeah seriously, what? Like, who, who would even write that? What's the word? I've never heard the word dappled up until now. It sounds like something that would happen in a porno. Where'd you find this? <laughs> Where'd he you was, find this? It was circulating Let, circulating around the internet. Let me write around for you. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Between me looking at you know. Moving on. All right. <laughs> One more, and then we'll take a break. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Rick, Paul made me hop around. Yes, thank you. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. I don't believe uh, you are, but go ahead. I just wanted to call in and listen. I'm stuck driving to Bend. My boss is at home listening. So wait, so now, wait, oh, let me understand. So your boss is at home listening. You are listening to us now via the phone because you're driving to Bend. Yes, si, senor. What's in Bend? I what mean, apart from bend? lots of white people. I guess in-laws. Oh, I see. Uh, where are you exactly right where, now? Yeah, where are you now? Uh, I'm in Madras, Oregon, is I it, believe. Is it cold where you are? It is cold where I am. I'm All curious. Right. I've got to go to bed are, in a couple of weeks. How, how is uh, 26? Are they, is, is it dappled with pink? <laughs> <laughs> it's it dappled with, with gray and brown. How was the, the, the summit, Mount Hood? Dappled not, with pink does sound like a porn bad, name, doesn't it? Not bad at all. All right, fantastic. All right. You have a knit cap that's dappled with pink. Yeah, seriously. No, that, <laughs> I can think of like a hundred different ways that the dappled with pink can be used. All of them lewd. Uh, all right. So uh, are you so you're there for the whole weekend, sir? Uh, no, just till tomorrow. All right. I will listen to the podcast. What will you be drinking tonight? Uh, maybe some whiskey. Excellent. All right. Do you have a preferred kind? I don't know. Oh, do I? Yeah. Maybe Knob Creek. All right, excellent. Well, uh, try the bullet bourbon. That's quite tasty. Okay. It's good stuff. And Scott knows what he's talking about. He's getting a divorce. Bushmills. I know my whiskey. Bushmills and Jameson, 100%. All right, thank you, sir. All right, best show ever. Right, Happy Thanksgiving. Bye now. All right, we got to take a break. Thanks, Rick. We come back. Hey, dude, I wasn't the one who I wasn't the one who made the worst crack. That's true. All right. Hey, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break here. We'll come back more of Timmy Ryan at the Ministry of Truth, Aaron Geek in the City Duran, Scott Daly from Film Fever Radio Court from uh, Rock 101 KUFO, Kristen Bowie, myself, your calls later on. Top five songs that came up on my home computer when I typed in the word thanks. Uh, what else? Taser Watch. Uh, Jesus. Penis Watch. All that coming up. It's a Rick Emerson radio program. Stay there. Home. 
It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program, assembled lovingly by robots uh, here in the United States. It is Thanksgiving. It's Thursday. We're live, my friends. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. So we were live Monday. Had the uh, best of the last couple of days. Uh, although I understand that Tim and Sarah did a yeoman's job of uh, holding down the fort. We are here live, though, as uh, we are always every Thanksgiving. Kristen Bowie here as well. Timmy Ryan and for Tim Riley. Uh, Scott Daly and Aaron Duran from Film Fever Radio. Court from Rock 101 KUFO. And our friend Mailman Chris just stopped by. So uh, we'll do some more news here in a second. Your phone calls coming in later on the top five songs that came up on my computer when I typed in the word thank. And a story about the worst beauty pageant in the history of the world. Uh, let's see. That's all coming up. And I understand that we have, um, okay, so Aaron or whoever wants to weigh in about this. So what booze? Now, let me just back up here. Later on, Jesus, it's almost 1 o'clock. Uh, I got this whole toaster oven and this tofurkey that I haven't even started. We may not even get to the cooking today. Um, i got to clean out the fridge, too, because there's all this booze in there. So what booze have we on the counter now? Uh, what do we? What's what? I can't hear anything. <laughs> Jeez, Scott. Well, let's. Right, what are you doing, Scott? I was gonna start cleaning up. Well, let's not clean the fridge yet, because then there's gonna be booze. We gotta do, take. We can keep it careful. Booze in moderation. I yeah, brought. No, I brought. Um, I brought my uh, my special recipe of ramen and ale, which is becoming a yearly tra- uh, tradition now. Yeah, I'm looking. It's been a year when, since I first tried it. I know it's our yeah. one year anniversary, Kristen. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. When we when we spent money, hey, hold on. we took over the show with video games and Final Fantasy. Yeah, we can recreate the moment if Tim yeah. wants to drop the beats. <laughs> Kristen, you play Final Fantasy All also? Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to do this in order. Okay, everybody, be quiet. Tim will lay down the soundtrack, and then you guys can. Hold do... on, I can do something even better. Hold on, this is the, you're gonna like. This. Are you actually gonna bring up your actual? I'm porn actually gonna music bring up my actual make? porn music. Correct. Hold on. Here. All right, because Tim Tim Ryan, as we've discussed, creates uh, music for adult films. Hold on, here. Uh, make sure. Hold on, I gotta make sure. Do we want to hear? Actually, you bleeped this last time. Okay, well, let's... Are you get ready. Okay, we'll tell hold you. on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop. <laughs> stop. That's the one I bleeped, and I just bleeped oh. it again. <laughs> I had a hot hold down. I forgot which one it was. Okay, Mercedes Benz. <laughs> you can't say the other words. I, well, you can. I just don't. Oh, that's this, just uh, no. I, okay, on this the, day of family, right? Yes, it's for the children today. <laughs> okay, we're gonna play PH then. As it's a brief. But it's clean? Oh, it's, yeah, there's no so words it's in it. A, a, instrumental, okay. So. It's an instrumental, right. All right, okay. Um, this was the one actually used in the movie Tour of Booty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this one. And this is music you created as your sideline career. Yeah, this is me I on uh, right. guitar, I think bass, and my buddy uh, Josh from the band Carmody, uh-huh. which you may or may not know in Vancouver, he's playing the drums. All right, so go ahead and let's roll this audio and then... Crank it up. All right. Aaron, Kristen, <laughs> recreate your first meeting a year ago. Hey, Kristen, how's it going? I'm Aaron. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I heard you. Did you, you said uh, you mentioned Sephiroth. Do you play? Did you play Final Fantasy VII? But of course. Oh, man. Wasn't it the best? You fell in love with Eva. And then. Aerith. And Aerith. And, yeah. and then, you know, they. And I cried. They and cried. then we talked about video game babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did talk about video game because I was a Tifa person because. She's a strong woman that's uh, heavily built. <laughs> this porn already has too much story. Yeah, yeah, I, really I'm, I'm hitting the fast forward button. <laughs> Scene two. <laughs> Roll that 20. <laughs> oh, that's worth fast forwarding. <laughs> Thank you. There you go, ladies See and gentlemen. if I critted you. Music by uh, Jimmy Ryan. Fantastic. Well done. All right. We can play Mercedes-Benz later, too. Can we? Oh, we'll play That's it. a great song. I'm proud of Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> is, that B- is that Benz, B-E-N-D-S? Right. Well, here okay. it is right now. 
Just, just, here's a little Mercedes Benz. It should be playing. It's like a porn version of Peace Sells by Megadeth. Really? Oh, yeah. Dirk Diggler is a man of many interests. <laughs> Karate. <laughs> I don't even remember what the hell she said. I mean, Amber, this is about, I've saved thousands of marriages. I feel and this it, video would have a lot of leisure suits. Totally. But this is like the creme de la creme of my porn music making career. This this took a lot of inspiration. I, I, this is not the Kmart version. Right. I sat I sat in a field of clovers. <laughs> there's, no, there's no to make, cap in this music. <laughs> this, is, this is like the pet sounds of porno music right there. Oh, for the love of you God. You want to film at this film? Hold on. This was in Sexy Coeds 3. Genius idea. You ought to make... Brothers.net. You ought to make a... Um, you ought to make a porn music uh, concept album called... Either petting sounds or heavy, heavy petting heavy sounds. Heavy petting sounds. Heavy petting sounds. That's an awesome idea. I was actually thinking of that when you were saying that. You bastards not listen to their show. I come up with great ideas all the time that no one ever does. Oh, hail you, Rick. We forgot. Heavy petting sounds. Heavy petting sounds. There you go. All right. Fantastic. Thank you, Chris. We can uh, <laughs> we can drop that now. Thank you so much. All right. Um, before we do more news here, so let's. So, Aaron, you have the Romulan ale. With Indeed, you. I do. Yes. And then, what is the other bottle? Uh, this is this is something that I brought. Um, Court. This is absinthe. Now, is this real absinthe? Yes. yes. Uh, I got this uh, in Italy. Please to now explain real briefly for those in the audience, because you hear a lot of stuff referred to as. I sound like the tasting room. Um, you hear a lot of things referred to as absinthe now, but some of it is like. Like it's absent, like with well, here's the with like like a quote around it. Well, yeah. here's the big difference: the stuff you can buy in America is called absente, uh huh, and it, it misses the wormwood. It doesn't have the wormwood. That's the yeah. only difference. Uh, there was a you know back I guess it was like the 20s when it got uh, banned, right? Um, even before that, absent was, was banned before uh, prohibition hit. Um, it, apparently the issue was they they believed that the wormwood in the absinthe was uh was wrecking minds. People would get on the stuff and they would hallucinate and you know jump off bridges or whatever. And so they were worried that this was going to yeah. deteriorate our society. And now, they, is that fake? I mean, is the wormwood bad for you? I mean, as um, a, I mean it's alcohol, obviously. But too I mean, much wormwood will kill you because it's a digitalis. What does that mean? Oh, uh, that's what Van Gogh had or something. There well, no, a, digitalis, is, uh, it's a heart medicine. But I mean, there I mean was, I'm, there was I'm some, butchering the reason. There was some but, painter. Who was the, the painter? Van Gogh like, took absinthe, yes. But, but Van, yeah, there was... I, I wish I was here. Uh, because there's that one painter that has globes of light around everything he draws, and yeah. that was a result of digitalis, and that's how he sees things, because it creates halos around everything you see. Yeah, the medical... Uh, the chemical's called... I'm probably going to pronounce it around called Fujone. Okay. T-H-U-G-O-N-E. All right, so this is the real deal, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, you cannot actually purchase this in America. So is this like a Cuban cigar thing where you can have it, you just can't buy it? Exactly, yes. yeah. All right, excellent. You can even make it. You can legally make it as long as you do not sell it. Okay, excellent. So, uh, okay, so are we going to open these? Sure. sure yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's do the rhyme. And by the way, can I make, let me make a request here? And can we? Make, I make a request of, sure. of, of the of the bottles and cups once they're open to to be stored. I forgot to bring in a card table. Hence why I moved stuff to the back, over there. Yeah. A back shelf or a back table. Yeah, I, no, I was already doing that. Uh, yeah. I have a brilliant idea. I forgot to bring a card table in. For, for we could start a Dixie Cups company called Two Girls and One Cups. <laughs> we could just be called Two Girls and One Cups. No, that's a that's a terrible. Two idea. girls. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> it is terrible. This idea. I want to point out to Court. Can't we different just let that go back to hell where it came 
Yeah. See, he's probably looking in the cup and realizing how very little I poured in. Yeah. So this is, can attest there's a reason so why. So what is the first thing? So this, this is Romulan this ale? Romulan ale. Okay, so Cord and Aaron are having some Romulan ale. There's a reason why it's bad. I'd like to partake if, if you guys do It looks very syrupy. Not much. You remember that. So what is in, what's in this again? <laughs> you have to drink in moderation. You're doing the news. This would be uh, rum, clear rum, not spiced rum. Don't use spiced rum. Um... Uh, some blue curacao to add the orange flavor and the blue since Rhyme of the Nail is blue in Star Trek. Mm. All right, let's take uh, let's some Viso oh, Will. Oh, the first geez. time I tried that, I sat it for like two minutes. All right, hold on. Now, before anybody drinks, now again, yes, you you for the remainder of this program must remain reasonably coherent, Tim Ryan. Does that mean no box wine? Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, I can't I even have a cup. I don't care what happens at three. I can pretend that my water is something. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> no one heard that. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. All right. So uh, all right. So let's. So this is everybody has got a little Romulan ale. Yeah. Okay. Do we shoot it? No. No. You do not shoot anything. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm serious. You have to. No. This the news has to be done properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the best all way right. to drink this? It's kind of a sipping drink unless you can't I take this. It's a sipping coke. drink. This okay. Romulan Here ale. Here we go. All right. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody. A little Romulan ale. Wow, not bad, actually. Yeah, that's the ex- problem. I was ah. expecting this to, ah. to really be awful. This is not bad. It stings the nostrils. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the liver. And so the that's liver. the danger of rum and ale. It does not... You don't taste the... Uh, yeah, you know. because you've worked really hard at actually making this a good-tasting drink. Yeah, because, you know, what's the point of having this really strong drink if then it tastes like ass? Right, because then you're Scotty, you know, and <laughs> right. you're drinking a tropical thunder dog. And let me tell you, it is not easy to cut down the flavor of nearly a cup of Everclear. Ugh. Do you think at that point he even tasted that? Scotty? Yeah. No. Uh, i got to tell you, I have this stuff that a listener dropped off for me one time that I didn't drink. Uh, I just have it at home next to my Black Death vodka. And it's not even Everclear. It's like a knockoff Everclear, if you can believe this. It's mm. called... <laughs> I, like, it's I called... It, it either has the word ever in it or the word clear, but I can't remember. It's like... It's like Perfect clear or something or or ever fresh or whatever and it's got like a stag on the front with all of these <laughs> horns and it's knockoff Everclear and I don't even know what the point of knockoff Everclear is because well, Everclear, Everclear is, is a grain alcohol yeah but I mean yeah. Everclear is ninety it's ninety percent it's like hundred and eighty proof I it's think. Sam's brand of Everclear totally it's the Sam's <laughs> it's the, the Sam's brand it's not even the bottom <laughs> shelf it's like underneath like the floor let's get a, a few calls and we'll do some more news hi you're on the Rick Emerson show hello. Rick, don't you know that Romulan Ale is illegal in the Federation? I only use it for medicinal purposes. So no, 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 he has a prescription for this. He has uh, anxiety. Okay, no, no, okay. My grandmother was Romulan. Yeah. I'll let it go. Thank Rick, goddamn, I love you. You are the coolest guy, and I'm so happy I get to listen to you. We're going down to Ben. Let's make uh, To Thanksgiving uh, with my family, and uh, you just kick ass. Excellent. Well, thank you. So thank you for listening, my friend. And you're so wait. Now, are you uh, you're a different guy that's going to Ben? You're not the same guy from earlier. I'm not the same guy. Excellent. Are you? Do you know the guy from Ben earlier? I don't. All right. Well, so, okay. So everybody from Portland. Do you know Mercedes Benz? Excellent. Well, travel safe, my friends. Big plans for the holidays or just family or what? Uh, just uh, my wife's family and a turkey and pumpkin pie and lots of beer. All right. Excellent. Well, travel safe, my friend, and uh, thank you for listening. Spread the word, my brother. I will, man. Rock happy, on. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, man. There you go. All right. Thank so you. Court brought back, his stuff. All right. You want to try this now? Well, I'm out. Yes. Well, let's. Yes, you and I are done. Yes, I mean. have <laughs> yes, have some. Yes. yes. All right. Well, let's do some more news, and then we'll and then we'll do the absinthe here in a second. Uh, we we got a penis watch coming up in a minute. I'm gonna let you get your thing, but um, first. 
since you guys are all a bunch of dorks and you play Guitar Hero, we got a Guitar Hero story. Fantastic. And it comes from the 80s band, Wait, The Romantics. I think this should be a Geek Watch. Let's make this a Geek Watch. So let's roll your uh, Geek Watch here for uh, Thanksgiving on the Rick Emerson Show. High-speed modem is intolerably slow. In the Queen Surgeon Limit, I remember you used to... Just a television show. That's all, okay? <laughs> right, but... Because we were wondering if the quantum flux... So just listen on there. There is no quantum flux. There's no auxiliary. There's no goddamn shit. You got it? Better does. Fantastic. Come to think of it, they should have a porn music guitar hero. With like a with like a simulated wah wah pedal. That's a really great idea. <laughs> yeah. Like porn hero. And you, can, and you can have a porn you, you can actually have a porn going on and you're creating the music for it. That is a really great idea. <laughs> Salud. I think porn hero is a different game. That's yeah. a different game right Yeah, there. all right. <laughs> Do me a favor and set that on the back shelf there. Uh, we spilled something. We spilled something once in the old studio, oh, oh. and they, they about killed us all. So. I thought you were actually going to take my booze away from no. me. No. And then I was going to fight you, like an no. old man on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Drunken no. master two. No, that's my one request. <laughs> the time I tried to hide my box, the box went from my mom. Open liquids not to be dead. set on the counter. I sort of made a blood oath right. with Jeff yeah. McGinley when he, uh, when he built the Thankfully, Court and I already pounded these down. I, I, I will not identify who this was, but there was a member of the Rick Emerson show who spilled... Scotty? I've, uh, I've, and it, was at, it was at the old studio, an entire cup of coffee into the board. Ooh! Wasn't that you? That, it wasn't me, but no, I'm not going to no, say who it was. I remember this. I know Someone who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know no, and, I, and I'm not going to say it, but I'm just going to... And, we, and, and uh, there were reprimands, and there was a strong... There was a pledge of, Spankings. like, no more anything ever again near the studio. So, all right. All right, here we go. You dorks who can't play music. You are just saying some fighting words. No, here's today. the thing. I knew that you would. This is Timmy Ryan. Here's the thing. I knew this. Not the, the step on your story here, but I knew even before you read the story, I knew what your take on Guitar Hero would be, and uh, I knew that you would uh, that you would look down your nose at it. So, which is you know whatever. I don't care. I don't, I don't have it. So it doesn't matter to me. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Imitation might be flattery, but that doesn't make the romantics any happier about it. Remember they had that song, "What I Like About You." The Detroit rock band has sued the publisher of the popular video game Guitar Hero, claiming the game infringes the group's rights by featuring a sound-alike recording of their only hit song, really, What I Like About That's You. That's not true. They had a second Talking top 40 Talking in sleep, yeah. and they, they had one more, but they weren't really any that good after, after What I Like About You. Now, the, it, what was I hearing just the other day? I heard some song just the other day, and I realized that either... It was ripped off from what I like about you, or what I like about you was ripped off from it, and I can't remember. What I like what about it was. you is a ripoff of pretty much every British rock invasion song from like 1960, like a sub kink kind of a thing. Yeah, very kinkish, very early Rolling Stones, like, and they openly admit that. I mean, what I like about you is actually not a bad song, Great but song. it's just one of those songs that I can't hear anymore. I'm sure really? that I, I'm sure I, because I just I'm burned out. I've heard it way too much. Well, Jimmy, the drummer, actually, uh, he quit after that song was released. Uh, then he was replaced by Clem Burke. Of uh, Blondie, just so you know. Okay, thank so. you. Did you know that Clem Burke um, was going to join the Ramones at one point? Yes, I. Yeah, of course. What was his Ramones name going to be? Um, Clem Ramone. No, his name was going to be <laughs> Elvis Ramone. All right, That's right a true on. story. Clem Burke from Blondie was going to be Elvis Ramone, and then and then I think they hired what's his name. Clem Burke is my drumming hero. Is that true? Yes. I, I kind of have his hair going on from the eighties. What do you think? It you minus the hair. No, I like your hair. My well, hair is sexy. Moving on. <laughs> and all his. 
Oh. Oh. Hey, my, hey, my hair's all mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> my hair's, I, you take your hair off at night, Rick. I, uh, I paid good money to have this hair moved to different places on my head. Some of us are just born with it, though, you know. Yes, I know. Some of us are swarthy by nature. Right. Here we go. No, this is good. The band... This stuff's hitting me, by the way, right now. me. I'm going to kick your ass. The band is also seeking an injunction against the game... Which could take the bestseller off store shelves in the thick of the holiday shopping season, leaving dorks like you without anything to do at night. Now, see, I now, thought... this doesn't make any sense, because don't they have to clear every song? That's the thing is, I, I can't... This is... I'll guarantee you this. That this is... Here's what happened. Because to get this, you have to get what are called synchronization rights. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. Sync rights means any time that um, a song, a composition, is paired with a visual representation. Movie, video, right, TV show, right. video game... So I'll guarantee you that what happened is, because th- th- there's no way the company didn't clear this. No. They, there's too much money at stake. And they spent too much time on this franchise. So I'll guarantee you what happened is they got sync rights for the composition, but not the original recording, which is why they have a cover band doing it. And the band's representation looked at it and went, well, that's a lot of money. Sure, we'll take our 10% of this. Yes, signed, and they did it. And they probably never really asked the band. The band's reps probably signed off without asking the band. It's a sound alike, too. It's not even like an original. Yeah. Not to drop the Dick Dale thing, but I've had conversations with him about this before because <laughs> he started the surf music craze. Right. And every time you hear surf music, it's like right. guitar staccato. And in every single goddamn surf song you hear that, and I'm like, Dickie, why don't you, you know, would you, have you ever thought about going after these guys? And he looks at me, no. <laughs> that well, was it. Like, no. Well, because you can't, well, like a style like that, you just can't. Yeah, I mean, he, invent, he invented that. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, every, every surf song that you hear, you hear that. I mean, every, no matter what, if you're a surf band, you do that staccato like every five seconds. Well, it's like every band that uses that shave and a haircut two bits thing. You know, should have yeah. to pay Bo Diddley, you know, eight cents because Bo Diddley, you know, was the one who, if not created it, brought it to the fore in pop music. Right, and I think the only bands who really do this are, are the bands that like are struggling for money. You know, like they're broke, totally. and they're just grasping for any straw. Instead of them, like the Rolling Stones. I mean, there's a lot of songs that sound like the Rolling Stones. You don't hear Keith Richards and, and Mick Jagger really going after people. They know that they influence people. They've made a lot of money. They're cool with it. Oh, yeah. they went after the Verve. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, you know, but that would, but see, that wasn't them. That wasn't the Stones. That was Alan Klein. Yeah, that was their representative right. because the Stone, Alan Klein, controls a lot of the early Stones catalog. Um, and so he, that Alan Klein guy, is a bastard. He's, I mean, he's a great businessman, but he is a bastard. If you take that Verve song, if I get, we're talking about Bittersweet Symphony. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. That is like four seconds. Of, a, of an orchestral cover yeah. of a fairly obscure Stone song from yeah, right, the last exactly. time. Yep. And that wasn't even the Stones. That was Alan Kleiner heard that, and he's like, well, I'll take that. Do you know what percentage he gets of that? Was it like five? All of it. Really? Really? Alan Klein gets 100% of that, uh, of that publishing uh, for that Verve song. For that song? For that song. He gets 100% of it because they did not pre-clear it. And the deal is, if you clear a sample or an interpolation, as they sometimes call it, yeah. in advance, you negotiate it. Like, I'll give you 20% or 10 grand. If you use an uncleared sample or uncleared whatever, uh, you know, in your own song, and they nail you after the fact... They can just go, yeah, I'll take it all. Wow. And that was the Verve's only hit, so that's That's their only hit, and that's why that's one of the reasons they broke up, because it just contributed so much financial stress to that band and the lawyers, and finally they were like, F this, and they they were out of it. When you're coming up with music, come up with music that is your own. I mean, if it's kind of, if, if it's influenced one thing, but if it's, you know, clearly ripped off. Yeah. You're gonna, there's so many people out there just looking for a piece 
and they're going to probably get it from you if they can prove it. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and there's bands out there that you would think, I mean, the, the example I always use is Noel Gallagher, who is really an amazing songwriter. Bastard. I mean, the guy's a bastard, and I don't think he's all that talented. I will see, and I just, see, and I'll just say, for me, I think he's a great songwriter, and the guy, for, for better or worse, has cranked out, let's see, over the course of 10 years, about 120 original songs, but out of those, there's about five or six of those songs that are just full-on, note-for-note, screaming rip-offs. And I always wonder about that. Not even so much the Beatles. They have this song called, um, this song called, uh, um, uh, it's escaping me now. It's uh, um, a Shaker Maker. Yeah. And Shaker Maker is a note-for-note ripoff of I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's unbelievably stolen. It is like, as the kids used to say, it's hella stolen. And I'm like, you know, why would you need to do that at this point? Well, they have, they have a feud with Green Day because they claim that Wonderwall... Uh, the Green Day ripped off Wonderwall for Boulevard of Broken Dreams, yeah, which right. I don't even hear. So I, I, I just don't there's like a, Oasis. There's a mashup out there that, that it's pretty Merges clear. Merges all of those yeah, together. Really? Clear, yeah. We did a whole top five here once of songs clearly stolen from other songs. I don't hear that in Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Once you hear that mashup, I, you'll hear it every time. Really? Yeah, but, see, but, that's, but that's not a theft. I think that's an incidental chord no, yeah. progression thing. I mean, Bill, yeah. I'll, I'll just say like Billy in the song uh, called... Um, I'm having trouble trying to sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, oh, I forgot, and Yeah, whatever it is. That's like a ripoff, a total ripoff of Chicago's... 25-64. Here's an even better... No, here's another example. This might be the geekiest geek watch of all time. Thanksgiving. It was just totally coincidental because that's what happened with the music. Let me tell you this. There is a Green Day song, which I love, called Walking Contradiction. Great song. Great song, Walking Contradiction. I wish I had them both here today, and I don't. Walking Contradiction is a flat-out, full-on theft of a Kinks song called "Do It Again." Yeah, everything. I mean, the, the, the guitar line, and that's, and it's so clear that it was either consciously stolen, which I don't believe they would do, because Billy Joe Armstrong writes a great song. I do think that he probably heard the song a lot growing up. It sits in your subconscious, and then it bubbles up in the form of something else. Like Paul McCartney walked around yes, forever. Right. Thinking he'd stolen yesterday. Yeah, yeah, right. And he would sing it to people. He'd go, na 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 na. Yeah. Do you know that love? And it's like, and every, and they didn't because he was convinced he had stolen it. He originally called it scrambled eggs. Yes. God, we're nerds. Uh oh. Wow. <laughs> There's your geek watch for Thursday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. By Grabstar's hammer, by the sons of war bands, I shall avenge you. Next. Ooh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. All right, let's. Uh, Jesus. It's... We have time for one more. Oh. We got two hours and it's Thanksgiving. Oh. Uh, well, you know, I was saying because I'm, I'm kind of pissed off about this. You, you know what? I got to tell you that we, we have two hours and All I, right. here's what has what to happen hours? in the next two hours. Drinking? Drinking? On case, drinking on KCMD Portland. <laughs> Lots of sweet alcohol. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, I love this stuff. I got to buy it from you. I want to do this top five at some point, and. Uh, and we got calls, and that's really it. We have the, we don't really have much of an agenda today, so it's it's all us. Some yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do I have permission to have some absinthe? Not now. Rick? No, no. I will be the gatekeeper of when you drink and how. Please, sir, may I have some options? I can have some at 301. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll, I will be the gatekeeper of that for now. All right. Tim, you are... What is this next thing that you're pissed off about? Do, do we have any country music hanging out over there, Kristen Bowie? Let me see. Uh, well, does it have to be good or bad? I might have some. You have access to the couple library over yeah, there, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you have any uh, Charlie Daniels by any chance? There's a very real problem. Hold on. We'll give it. Let's. Hold. Oh, and it's gone. Do you have any waiting music it's, for us, Rick? In the meantime? Is the couple, is the couple library not there? No. Uh-oh. Wait, hold on. I might have. We could just do our own music. <sighs> Wait, hold on a second. Hey, uh, Rick. Yes. I think we got someone that has to uh, say goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry. So before, mailman, yeah. Chris mailman Chris. I'm sorry. Mailman just, Chris, hello. I just wanted to 
stop. You know, I've, I've been here enjoying the uh, the drinks and everything. But <laughs> <laughs> I got to take off. I got the in-laws to get to. So excellent. You know, have uh, have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you, and sir. Everyone out there. Thank you, my friend. Have a th- have Bye, a happy Chris. Thanksgiving. Travel Absolutely. safely wherever. Are you here? Or are you going somewhere else? Uh, up to the coop. All right. So. Uh, well, thank you, my friends. So uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for the little Debbie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you brought little Debbie's in that case because yeah. there's no Tim, which yeah. means we can have them. There's no Tim Riley. No Tim so. Riley, so I figured, you know, someone has Something to Something filled with animal food. fat. God bless you. I'm the vegan here, though, God damn it. Well, you can't hey, have... Hey, I'm vegetarian. You replace a vegan with a vegan, Taylor. More, more, more for us. Hey, I brought you I brought you corn that you can eat. You sound like comic book guy. <laughs> I can do that if you want. Ooh, geez, there are brats you... I can't do it. I turned oh into Bub and Dog McKenzie. You know what? That's okay. Bub and Dog. Start pouring that absinthe. That Romulan ale is awesome. Dog, what, didn't they send you? Didn't they send you a morning? That's booger and that's booger and blood man, man or whatever. Blood man. <laughs> All right, mailman Chris, thank you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Too. I'll tell you what. Do something else and then come back to the Charlie Daniels thing. I may be able to find that. The real reason he's leaving is because you made a mad dissing on Guitar Hero. Yeah. What yeah. He's gonna wait for you outside. Oh, this is great. This is great. Uh, when I saw this, I was jumping up and down for joy. Here's the headline that I even wrote for it. Parachute jump where skydiver dies is called a success. <laughs> it's true. That's pretty great. And the reason, okay, I'll explain the reason and why. The hundred jumpers were able to join together on a second of two attempts on Wednesday using their hands and feet to hook up to adjacent parachutes. This is for some gigantic record-breaking thing. The skydivers exited five planes flying at a staggered altitude, whatever that means, to execute the formation. The result was a diamond about 200 feet on each side. Um, however, one of the men doesn't even say how or where he died in the event. His name is uh, uh, Joseph Labyrinth. 49. Labyrinth? <laughs> Labyrinth. Joseph Goblin King yeah. Labyrinth. <laughs> then forget the baby. That's <laughs> cool. Right now, Sarah is laughing. The man identified as the uh, the guy who died, his name is Joseph Labyrinth or, Labyrinth or something, 49 of Gilbert, Arizona. So it, I've been trying to scour it. It's pretty clear the guy died during the attempt. Right. Um, however, the U.S. Parachute Association confirmed that the jump was a success <laughs> for the record. <laughs> yeah, the, the jump was a success. The landing The sucks. landing, not so much. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So it's, it's one of the rare occasions where you can have a success where somebody dies. I mean, All right. It's like an execution right. in Texas. Uh, let's he do made it out the plane. <laughs> let's do a couple of these, and then we'll do your country story. I think I found the... Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show, sir, madam, is the case maybe. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hi. Happy ha- Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. To you. Everybody out there. Hello, Hello. sir. I, uh, I myself am going to have a lovely holiday today and eat 59 million tons of stuffing. Excellent. Good for you. And uh, I would just like to uh, to share an awesome rock moment that happened in my life. Please First do. off, major props to Aaron for mentioning Final, mentioning Final Fantasy VII. I remember when that came out. I know, my, I know my people, man. Great thing. We uh, know how to relentlessly uh, pander to a target demographic. It was one of the, the best-selling games of all time. Oh, yeah, it was. See? But anyway, so my awesome rock moment. I don't know if you ever heard of a band called the Coffin Cats. They're from Detroit, and they uh, they came in, and uh, they they came to Portland, and they played a show at. Where are you? Hold on. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from my from my basement. A bunch of family just came over because my my room got read on. I'm going upstairs. All right. But okay. anyway, I know the Coffin Cats. By the way, I know who. They oh are. yeah. So anyway, the Coffin Cats. They came in, and. Uh, I, I heard a couple of their songs, and then when I went to the show, you know, it was a great show, high energy. I, I I got into the pit a couple of times, actually jumped on stage when it was at the Satyricon, but 
uh, at the Satyricon show, I just, I, I and my two friends that I went with, we just hung out with the band, like, for almost a solid half hour just talking and messing around. And it was just really cool just to be so up close and personal with a band like that. Well, it's the coolest thing when you, I mean, even if they're a big band or small band or whatever, you just meet them and they're just, you know, uh, where, you know, where they're just really, like, down to earth and really cool about that. So, um, excellent. So I, d I dig rock stories like that, you know, because I've been that guy. I've been that guy that stood outside a tour bus or stood outside. This isn't a rock moment, but I, I've told this story before. But I, uh, I saw K uh, Sam Kinison perform a couple, of, a couple of days before he died, about a week before he died. And saw Kinison do a show. My friends and I went out, and we weren't able to get backstage passes. We tried, but we couldn't get backstage in any way, and we did everything we could. We stood outside and waited for Kinison to come out the backstage door. Uh, where he got into like a minivan that was taking him to his hotel, and he came in, and we stood out there in the cold for like 90 minutes or whatever it was, waiting for Kinnison to come out, and he comes out, and we're all, you know, we're idiot 18 year old Sam, you know, just screaming, and he high-fived us, gave us the devil horns, and he's all, freedom fighters, unite, Arr! you know, and I'm just like, you are the coolest thing ever to go, and I mean, it's just, he was the coolest, and just that he took that small moment to, uh, to talk to, was like the best thing ever. Sam Kinison led us into one of his shows one time when I was underage. Really? Uh, my friend and I, Chad, back in high school, we had fake IDs uh, to let us, because he was playing at the uh, MGM Grand. This was back when the MGM Grand was in Reno, Nevada. Uh -huh. And uh, we knew he was playing. We were in Reno with, our, with his parents. And, uh, dude, I just so love to find, you know, see Sam Kinison, because we just adored yeah. Sam Kinison. And we had these terrible and obviously fake IDs. Yeah. But in Reno, you can walk around the What casino, was your ID you know? name? What was the name on your fake ID? The, the same one. It was Aaron Durant. Okay. All right. But, you know, like... Was there, a, <laughs> was there a picture of a woman on there by chance? Yeah. I've seen people walk around with fake IDs. No, but I was one of those guys mm -hmm. in high school. I could grow a full beard and stuff. But, right. you know, clearly they were just terrible fake totally. IDs. But in Reno, you can wander the casinos. You just can't, you know, pull the lever and you can't go to the table sure. or whatever. And anyway, we walked up to where he was performing in the MGM Grand and um, we walk into where he's starting to perform, and the bouncer catches us as we walk in. Because we bought tickets. We were able to finagle some tickets. Right. And the bouncer's about to toss us out. And we start just like, no, no, these are real. We're 21. We're 21. And Sam Kinison stops his act, and he says, what the hell is going on? Well, you know, what the hell is going on back there? And uh, the bouncer, you know, put his hand. He says, what's wrong? What's wrong? And my friend Chad shouted, they won't let us stay, Sam. And he just lost it. I don't care how old they are. They paid money. Bring him, bring him to me. I won't let him have a drink. If they have a drink, I'll F and call on myself. Sit down and shut up. Fantastic. So the bouncer just kind of looked up and was like, all what, right, man. What can you do? It's on you. The bouncer walked out. So we got to watch Sam Kinison because he chewed out that the bouncer. That is so great. That just sounded like Tony Clifton. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that sounded exactly like you're, like you're doing a Tony Clifton impression. That was great. No, that was great, though. No, and you're I, right. Yes. Yeah, Sam. Oh, man. That's I so miss, cool. I miss that guy. By, I don't miss Sam You know, uh, and I, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Connor, thank you so much for calling in, man. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, you too. And uh, take it easy on the, uh, Romulan, on the uh, Romulan ale. We've moved on to absence. Yeah, we, yeah, we've already moved on oh, to absence. something else. Well, really? Yeah. Right, How come then. I haven't been told about this? Yeah, the rest of them have moved You've got to do the news. Yeah, oh, you're, oh, oh. you're remaining sober. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> All right, there, that's, uh, there you go. Thank you. Connor. 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 I was going to go this, 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 this Sarah Connor with Connor. I barely knew her. Um, the, um, uh, just one final side note to Kinnison. Uh, and I've been talking about this for a couple of days now, that um, I had never heard Patton Oswalt, who's a stand-up comic. And they offered us an interview with him a few weeks ago. And I turned it down because I didn't know who he was. 
Uh, and I kind of knew who he was, but I didn't really. And I didn't want to pose as like, oh, right. I'm a biggest fan. No, I knew he'd cool. been in Ratatouille, and that's it. My friend Nate Baker hooks me up with a couple uh, Patton Oswalt CDs for this road trip that I did a couple days ago. I listened to him, and the guy is a perfect hybrid of Sam Kinison and John Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that's no, what Patton Oswalt. He's genius. He's a fantastic stand-up, but it's probably good that you turned down the interview because he's been ha- he had so many radio interviews in the past couple of months that he is so burned out that he has heard every question. Yeah, and he he you can hear it. And no, I know I got and I didn't want to do a, a bad interview with him and pretend to be a more knowledgeable than I was. Right, and I am prejudiced against comics. To begin with, because most of them are terrible interviews. Uh, so. not, not to name drop or anything, real quick, but uh, if, if you uh, if yeah, you, we watch, don't, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Here. If you want to watch the comedians of comedy, uh, the Showtime edition, I'm in it. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah because uh, he came into our studio, we interviewed him uh, when they were they were touring around for that, and uh, he kind of uh, we are the example of uh, hacky DJs, I think. So, Excellent. Well yeah, done. Go, go check that Patton, out. Uh, the Showtime version. Patton Oswalt also wrote a fantastic Justice League of America one-shot graphic novel. Uh-huh. The only comic probably in the history of all comics to open and close in St. John's. That is so cool. i got to read it just for that. It's called JLA Welcome, Welcome to the Working Week, and it opens and closes in St. John's. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it, final side note, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll uh, do the story that is pissing Tim off. Uh, Pissing me off. And then uh, my final side note is, and I know I have told this before, but my speaking of fake IDs, I got my first fake ID, not so I could drink, not so I could buy so cigarettes, you could vote. not even so I could vote, not even so I could vote. You I wanted got, to go to a show, right? Porn? I wanted to go see Quiet Riot <laughs> <laughs> at a club in Spokane. I wanted to see Quiet Riot. I was only 19 or something, and I got a fake ID. And uh, my fake ID name, I took my name from the lead singer for Dangerous Toys. I said my name was Jason McMaster. <laughs> and they let me in. I, I, you know, and he, you know, he's like, ID, and I show him this, like, Terrible, like a five dollar fake ID, <laughs> not like ours. Yeah, it's so Jason McMaster written in like hand, like written in handwriting, and he's like, "All right, that'll be ten bucks." I'm like, "All right." No, that's exactly why we got. Because in Susanville, man, they didn't care how old you were; they'd oh, sell yeah. you beer and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, we got fake IDs. So we could go to shows and clubs yeah. in Reno. That's why I was a them. huge Quiet Riot fan, unashamedly so. And I maybe they were playing at a bar. I want to so. find somebody to make me a fake ID, and my name could be Brock Diggler. Richard Stiffer. Wait, hold on. I hold on. I. <laughs> Sorry, I just got that. All right, uh, here's uh, Tim Ryan with Hick Watch. Here's your Hick Watch for Thanksgiving on the Rick Emerson Radio Show. Feels so good. Here's uh, Timmy Ryan with your Hick Watch for Thanksgiving. Uh, I can't believe it's only happening now. Charlie Daniels received a gift wrap surprise at his annual Christmas for Kids benefit. This is the invitation. An invitation to join the grand old freaking Opry. There, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play pretty good. I remember Martina McBride presented it Monday night during the show at the Ryman Auditorium. Now, the reason why this is pissing me off is that Opry member Martina McBride presented the invitation to non-Opry member and legend Charlie Goddamn Daniels. So, how does somebody like Martina McBride, who, you know, I'll tell you, she's talented, get in before Charlie Daniels? That's it. Well, see, okay, see, now I'm. I gotta the same reason why Kiss isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of and Fame. And Trick I mean, is in the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Chic is. So I will. I t- mean, Brad Paisley, I think, is a member of the Grand Old Opera. I, well, let me ask you this, because I with ticks, with ticks, he he does the song ticks. 
<laughs> he is in the uh, Grand Ole Opry, and then you have a legend like Charlie Daniels. A song about who picking is not, yeah. bugs off of somebody. Now, here's the, uh, here's the thing. Let's um, get a gun. I... <laughs> That's the solution to every problem on the show, by the way, is let's get a gun. Let's get a gun and shoot people. Now, let me... Uh, here's the thing. I know about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I complain about it every year, even after... I mean, every year I complain about it and then swear that I won't complain about it anymore. It's a very lame place. Every year I'm like, this is the last year I'm bitching about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I do it anyway. But the Grand Ole Opry, what are the criteria? Because in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it has to be 25 years since your first major release. You have to have put out a record 25 years prior, and that's pretty much it. And then they nominate, and then they vote. What are the criteria for getting to the Opry? Does anybody know? I mean, is there like a timeline? Do you have to have achieved something, or is it totally arbitrary? Well, I think it's, you know, kind of almost the... Uh, they decide the, they like you. Right. It's kind of like the Cascade Blues Association around here, where the only way you get in and do things is if you play by the rules. Yeah. And maybe, you know, at some point, Charlie just, you know, kind of said, you know, F you, kind of like Johnny Cash did. Right. And uh, he didn't play by the rules and didn't play nice. Well, the thing about Charlie Daniels is, and I thought you were going one way with the story, and you went another way, which is cool. The, the thing that frustrates me about Charlie Daniels is that... Like so many people, Charlie Daniels, as he has gotten older and sicker, you know, it's like every junkie finds Jesus at the bottom of the crack vial. And and as, as Charlie Daniels has gotten older and sicker, he's just become more and more of like this pinheaded religious zealot that just right. kind of he that and it makes me and it makes me feel embarrassed to own a lot of his old records, you know, like Long Haired Country Boy and just, you know just and everybody remembers Charlie, you know, Devil Went Down to Georgia, blah blah blah. But he did, he's done so many great country songs. Uh, even some of his later work, like his early 90s stuff, like he had this album called Simple Man that he put out in like 89, it's 90. It's a great album. Just great. He has this song called Old Rock and Roller, yeah. which is one of the best songs he ever, it's a heartbreaking song about a guy who had a hit single in the 60s and how he's still doing the circuit at, you know, at the age of 55 and dyeing his hair and whatever. But, but, that, but you know, but he's just become such a pinhead now, uh, you know, and he's just become such a weird nutcase you know, Jeff Foxworthy sketch. Um, Do you think that's a marketing thing? Like to help him as he gets older to maintain an audience? No, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. You know, you get these guys that you look up to and then they just become, and whatever. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, I guess, but they just become, it's like, and I won't compare him to Alice Cooper in this way, but like Alice Cooper has, you know, is very famously a born-again Christian at this point. And he's not like Charlie Daniels about it. But you'll read these interviews with Alice Cooper where he feels com- where he talks about how he won't play some of his old songs anymore right, yeah. because he, they, they run contrary to his Christian faith. To his, to his credit, he's very sort of low-key about it. But Charlie Daniels is like the worst type of sort of zealot about that stuff. But I wonder if it is just the fact that he is so hard to pigeonhole. Like, you know, another guy, you know, like David Allen Coe will never get into the Grand Ole Opry. They will never let David oh, Allen Coe in. Oh, of course not. Because... For a lot of reasons. Or the Apollo Theater. David Allen Coe is awesome. He's going to be here uh, the 17th really? of December. Over at the, at the Aladdin, Aladdin, right? He's going to be at the Aladdin on, the December, on December 17th. David Allen Coe will never get into the Grand Ole Opry. He's done a lot of songs that are probably objectionable by any standard. But the fact is the guy wrote a huge number of songs that are hits. I mean, he wrote Take This Job and Shove It. I mean, he everybody did. thinks that's a Johnny Paycheck song. No. David Allen Coe wrote that. He wrote Lay With Me in a Field of Stone, which is a huge hit for Tanya Tucker. I mean... There was a great Onion Radio News story a few weeks ago where Doyle Redland comes on. And, it's the Onion Radio News, Doyle Redland reporting. David Allen Coe is waiting outside to kick your ass. <laughs> All the and then I wish, I wish I had it in front of me. Maybe I'll try to find it, but it's a whole lot of like... Fabled you know, outlaw country singer David Allen Coe is waiting outside to kick your ass. Sources report he will be giving you a stomping immediately following your departure from the club. 
Cole had this to say, and then it's like Cole going, you can either take your beating like a man or run away like a yellow-bellied coward. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and it was just, it, it, you know, he's another guy who will never get in like Charlie Daniels because he is not easily classifiable. You know what I mean? In the record industry, whether it's rock or country, they love people who can just be put in a niche and immediately categorized. And that's why it's, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, look how long it took him to put cash in. I mean, you know. Well, that's the thing. You know, you, you have to play by their rules or they don't let you in. And yeah. I think that's basically been the, uh, the the Charlie Daniels story. On a side note, the first time I ever got drunk was watching Urban Cowboy and yeah. uh, and, and seeing uh, Charlie Daniels when I was like 12. Badass. <laughs> I was watching it on my friend's TV. I'm like, this is a great song. Yeah. And then I didn't remember who it was, like, you know, because I was really drunk because it was my first time getting drunk. And then uh, a few years later, I, I heard the song again on uh, the first country radio station I ever worked at, and it reminded me of the first time I ever got drunk. Oh, man. I just, I remember my dad had a bunch of Charlie Daniels records, and I remember hearing that, uh, hearing Long Haired Country Boy. And it was just so unlike most of the, because growing up, and I've, you know, I've talked about my family, but I heard, in my house, it was all just gospel and country. That's all we heard in my house. I was like Mahalia Jackson records, and then like the Statler Brothers or the Hank Singer like or whatever. The Statler Brothers. Oh no, so do I. But I'm saying it, it was, a, but it was all a certain type of country. Like growing up, it was all Marty Stewart and Hank, you know, and Hank Senior and Tennessee Ernie Ford. Did you and whatever. have family sing-alongs, Rick? My parents, my parents had a country band. Okay, did that you I sing with be, them? I, oh yeah, I had to be part of them. I was part of the band. We should, we should have a sing-along. You should break out the guitar and we can Rick have used a big sing-along. Sing, Rick used to sing the chorus to Elvira. Uh, they, here's the, that's so rad. Here's the My parents had, and I didn't at the time. At the time, I didn't think it was cool. At the time, because this is pre, a I was just you know I was eleven, twelve, thirteen, where you want to be cool, and this was pre Garth, meaning that country wasn't cool with people my age. Yeah. Country was country was still yeah. laughed at, and when you're thirteen, you just want to be you know you want to fit in, you want to kind of look cool. And so my parents had a country band, which I can look back now, and I'm, you know, it's cool. They were out there. You know, they weren't that great, but they were out there playing and singing for people who liked it and singing cool music. But at the time, I did, I, I thought it was just, I was really embarrassed. Well, they were doing what you kind of love now. They were going to smoky, divey bars. Bad dive you know, bars, yeah. ba literally playing in barns. Yeah. People would, like, come out, and there'd be, like, a hundred people on a farm for a weekend, and my parents would set up in the barn and play VFWs, Knights of Columbus. What was the Hall, name of the band? Clearwater. Because it was named after a street in our hometown, and it sounded it sounded kind of country, Clearwater, and but as part of the gig, sounds like something I drink. As part of the uh, as part of the novelty, my brother, who uh, he doesn't play anymore, but was was a really talented uh, drummer as as a younger man, um, he was great, and I was a sort of passable guitar player and singer, and so we would kind of do our thing. But then for like either the warm up or like intermission, my parents would stick my brother and I out on stage, and I was like eleven, and my brother was six. And we would just do, like, a couple songs, just the two of us. Just like Wayne Newton and his brother. Oh, except without talent. Um, <laughs> for me, anyway. And, of course, and we would do, I, I did, God, I did some country song. I did Wedding Bells by Hank Sr. And then, of course, because it was just a drummer and a guitarist, we would play Wipeout. And then that was it. And uh, and then we'd walk off stage. And they uh, and they loved us because we were tiny. And you have to love tiny. Party, you were precocious little kids. Yeah. At the next yeah. listener party, you should like uh, you should entertain the audience with one of your your songs. That's that not going to be happening. You know, it's kind of funny. You can play Wipeout. <laughs> I, the thing is, I couldn't even play it then. I I mean, I would just like when it gets to that kind of rocking part where they sort of bust it out. Like after right. the like, I would mangle it, mangle it. To Speaking them. of which, uh, your guitar, you had your guitar back, right? 
from the KUPL studio. I went and took it back the other day, actually. It's good, because every time I used to go over there, I used to just play it all the time. Oh, and it's it. a piece, too. It's oh, like yeah, a, the it's Squire. It's like a $15 guitar. You know why I bought... Back, Baxter, here's what, here's what Timmy Ryan is talking about. I have this... Uh, Fender Squire, it's like a practice guitar that you get for like a 10-year-old, oh, basically. it's horrible. It's horrible. A little tiny practice. <laughs> oh, it's amp. bad. I bought it originally to break on stage. We were going to, because we used to have a show band called the Tim Riley Factor. And we would, at listener parties, we would play a song or two. And I originally bought it because we were going to play one song and then I was going to smash it on stage. And I never did. And then it just hung around and it became the guitar that I would use for recording demos. But it's just a piece. It's just a piece of crap. Goes out of tune as you're playing it. Can't hold its tune for more than a song. Is that so. the bigger than Jesus guitar? Yeah, that's the one I use. Okay, the bigger yeah. than Jesus too. And yeah. actually, uh, the uh, the production director over there, he sent me uh, an email saying, "Hey, I, can you get your guitar out of the studio?" Yeah. And then I told him, "Like, uh, Darren, I would never play that." No, no, no. <laughs> it's a <laughs> like, piece of crap. I'm like, so, you know, I'm not a snob, but uh, no. I finally took it back because he was he was. I got out of the Squire phase when I was five. Uh, but uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. But anyway, so I was, Charlie Daniels. I was, Daniels. But so my parents would play all that, and I was really embarrassed by it as a kid. I look back now and I realize it's cool, but uh, you know, but it's. You know, what can you do? Uh, we got a break here. We're really behind. We'll take a break. Son of a bitch. Uh, there's your Hick Watch. We'll break after this comeback. Timmy Ryan, Scott Daly, Aaron Duran, Court from Rock 101 KUFO. It is Thanksgiving. Stay there. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It is Thanksgiving Thursday. We are live, as we are every Thanksgiving. Don't forget, we'll be here uh, tomorrow uh, as well. We're here with uh, Kristen Bowie, Timmy Ryan, Richie Bristol screening your calls, Aaron Geek in the City, Duran, and Scott Daly. All right, so, wow. Before we get back to the news, so Aaron had brought some Romulan ale. Yes. Mm. Court brought um, some absinthe. Absinthe. Court brought some absinthe. I'm going to make a new cocktail right now. now, right? There's literally yeah. enough bottles in here. To but Court left me some because I'm going to create a new drink right now. Called the Romulan what? No, 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 no. Absinthe. So we've got absinthe in the cup. Okay. All right. I've oh. got Romulan ale in hand. Do you need goggles for Is this? that two drinks, one cup? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I... Jeez. Two drinks, one As cup. As I pour... Oh, now color. it's a fantastic teal. That's a nice neon Absinthe there. and Romulan ale. I now christen ye... The cloaking device. All right. Oh, how's that taste? Not bad, but I, I bet you it makes me go blind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fantastic. God. Just out of curiosity, do I have permission to wet my beak there? No, uh, no, no, you don't. <laughs> That's the curse of being the curse of being on the air with us during these programs is that is that you can't you can't really uh, you can't really no, produce. I mean, no, you'll notice so it's, kind of like it's communion wine. I just that you'll like, notice I, that yeah, Kristen and I are not drinking either. The Tim. communion wine. Well, you're, you're not communion out. wine. We're okay. all we're all suffering together, Timmy. Here's we're my official review of the cloaking device. It tastes fantastic. But it burns. <laughs> See, Timmy, here's the thing you have to you understand. You have to save me a little bit for after the show. I was gonna no, say, I'm saving uh, you some ale because I know I'm, you're a fan. You have to understand this, Timmy, that on days like this, okay, visitors, I'm pointing at you, me, and Kristen, zoo, Aaron and <laughs> yeah, Scott. Yeah, exactly. Oh. exactly. The, they are in the primate house. We're walking by and watching them fling poo through the house. Fling poo to the end of time. Hence so, the joys of being a freelance it is the, agent. Yeah, it I is can the bounce. curse of, being, of working on the show. I have a confession to make. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy Ryan. Yeah. You're 70... Oh, I'm Jesus. Have some more ale. Here we go. Hold know. on. I didn't know. Annoy the hell out of you. used to annoy the what out of you. The, the, the hell out of me. The, his me 70 too. seconds used to annoy the hell out of me. Too. I apologize. I'm sorry. Right. I, did, I really didn't know. Nothing. Um, Look, let me just make Take this. him out back and horsewhip him. 
That's what happens if you start Nothing's going to be worse oh. than what I've said in the past. It's true. Okay. <laughs> so he used to annoy you. He yeah. used to annoy me, but i got to say, after spending the last hour or so with you... Yeah. You're after cool, drinking? You're a cool cat, man. Suddenly you're great. We need, we need to go out and have drinks together. Now, you're you going to run awesome? over oh, and give yeah. him yeah. a hug yeah. and be like, I love you, man. Is this going to be like a Jeremy Piven? <laughs> Where are my fire keys? Oh, I love you, man. Up to this point, up to this no, point, seriously. you hated me. Every time you, the, it, it came on, you're like, this guy is a bastard. I, I just... Yeah. Shoot him, really. But since you've been drinking alcohol with me, well, the second I stepped, no, I also want to point out the, second, the, the a few weeks ago when you were in subbing for Tim, yeah, I was like, hey, he's a pretty cool cat. So what used to, good, good what, used you, to annoy, what used to annoy you about me? <laughs> You're cut off. <laughs> <laughs> what used to annoy you about me? I, um, I think I think it was the, it was it was the the inflection in your voice and just the the the. It seemed that you were being over the top for the sake of being over there the top. There are many voices of, check this out. Okay, now, let's just say I'm in a jazz club. Okay. okay. Right. Uh, wooing some some jazz lady. I'd like, hey, lady, how you doing? Can I Ooh. buy you? Listen, listen to this. She's yeah, nice. I like Coltrane, too. Would you uh, like a martini? <laughs> However, let's just say I'm having a beer with my friend. You son of a bitch, get the hell over here. I'm going to kick your ass. Someone's cut take off. Take the cup away. Yeah. 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 Hold up. I, also I think we should have just let him have the Coors Light. Take, and then... take the cup. Okay. We've also, I've also realized Hand something. Hand the cup over. Come on. Hand it over. Okay, you're done. This is green. Court gave you absent. You're done till the end. You're, finished. Finished. you're done until you're off the air. Everybody can't see this because it's radio, but I do want to point out that the booze we brought is physically eating through it really these is. cups. It's oh. actually disintegrating Look the cup. It. Yeah. It's eating my it's, liver, too. I, I feel blood seeping out. It's like that episode of the doctor. Nick, the grease. It's the wind up to healthiness. Um, but uh, I appreciate the compliment and no, thank you for that. Man, and um, well, you know, the, the, and I've I will turned. say this: not I've to sit turned. and just wax your wax your car in public here, mm-hmm. but it, a weird compliment actually that a lot of people were giving your seventy seconds bit is that. They didn't think you were local. They thought you were like a syndicated. I thought that as well. I until you, until, yeah. we subbed, until you subbed for Tim Riley a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I got these like I thought he was from you know some other place. I didn't know he was actually in Portland, New York. Yeah. I they thought, thought bought, you were a syndicated bit that you bought like lots of laughs. Oh yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, if you want to check out, you know, uh, drop me a line and uh, get on my birthday invitation list. It's myspace.com slash Tim Ryan Radio. There you go. If you're one of my friends, you can find out where my birthday party is going to be. I do want to throw down with Timmy Ryan right now, though. Yeah, totally. Mean? He claimed he could defeat Sarah Dex Dillon uh, drinking. Oh. Oh, we're going to do that someday. Wait, the next no, listener the party. That's I'm gonna... saying right now, I could beat them both. I'm pretty oh. sure. I bet I could give you a run for your money. I, you bring it, sister. I, I thought that, Chris, and I thought that, too. But you, know no, that no. Be, you know that this would be the last this Emerson show be. ever. Because <laughs> no. you'd all be dead. Here's the thing. Kristen, what is your shot limit? How many of what? Dude, I can polish off a bottle of whiskey like that. All it's right. No you bring deal. your whiskey. I bring tequila. Right, I did 16 shots of Jaeger one time. Well, he's be drinking the booze of our people. That's right. Let's do some of the... Oh, here's what we're going to do. We're taking these calls. are hot. We're going to take these calls. Then we're going to talk about this weird-ass liquor that somebody just brought in. Is don't mention no, it. Don't. No, 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 no. wait. Is yeah, that don't his? say anything. I don't know. We're going to find I'm out. I'm offended by it. Hold on. We're... <laughs> I'm not offended. I, I find that bottle of booze offensive. Okay. Mexicans were weird. Hold on. Just everybody stop. We're going to take these calls. <laughs> then, because uh, i got to get these. People have been very patient. They've been on hold. Then we're going to talk about these two bottles in the studio, which cannot be described. But we're going to take a photo and post it. So you just, everybody hold on for that. Let's get these calls. It is Thanksgiving. We're live. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. 
it's a flip from the mighty southeast, What's where, up, the, sir? where the where the stink of forty thousand roasting turkeys is rising into the <laughs> azure sky like a righteous amber bomb pit. <laughs> Excellent. You thought a long time about that one, didn't you? Yeah, you did. You write that out, or that come out of your head? I've had a lot of time. I've been on hold for like two hours. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, hey, well, the last break, did anyone else hear a caller saying he was heading to Bend for some Blumpkin pie? I heard the guy say Blumpkin pie also. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he did. Blumpkin? Uh-oh. It's been a couple breaks ago, but he said Blumpkin. Okay. You guys know what the Blumpkin is? I don't even know no. what that is. Um, it's along yeah. the lines of that video I saw. Let's oh, go to that right. yeah. Is it like a... I don't even know. No. You, you don't want to know? It's, no, it's all pretty right. gross. Moving on. Is it a Sulu? Rick, I think the uh, the artist you were thinking uh, that drank a lot of absinthe was Toulouse Lautrec. Oh no no no! I'm thinking of a what? he was he a painter? Yeah, uh, some some of the things he did he was painting. But is I, that I the guy that did the screen? Uh, no, no, that's that's uh, Munch or something. I think his no. name was Edward Munch. But, uh, yeah, I have I have actually heard Timmy's music in porn. I have actually heard. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. What, what uh, video? In, yeah, in gay porn. <laughs> Yes. Well, actually, no. But, but, there, the there is a chance of that, actually. Actually, uh, well, when I first heard 70 Seconds with Timmy Ryan, yeah. uh, he was puking so much that I thought he was bulimic. <laughs> actually, puking. Are you talking about the old boss shocks? Oh, the old 910, we're going to play the hits off the wax. Hey, that's really good. Yeah, that's that's really good. good. Yeah. Playing the tracks off the wax is a boss with a hot sauce coming at you in 50,000 powerful watts, baby! Makes oh, me no. It's a little creepy. You're like the lawn, you're like the man of a thousand voices over there. You're like the audio Lon Chaney. Yeah, totally. You should do yeah, 70 okay. seconds. Okay. You should do 70 seconds in a different voice each week. Oh, actually, well, um, God is on right now if you listen. God filled in. I heard that one. That's funny. <laughs> I heard that. I was That's hilarious. And the Almighty came down to me. I oh, just hung up. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hey. Oh, hey there. So, it's Tony. Um, just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the studio, though. Aaron, uh, Scott, you, Sarah. Tony, man, this is what formerly up, Tony? Tony in the Coop. This is ex-Tony. He's now Tony, Tony in, in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, what do you, did you move to Seattle? I did. Excellent. Why? Uh, work, man. All right, no, fair enough. Just curious. And so do you, now, you, do you listen online? Are you driving? What are you doing right now? I do listen online every day, but I'm actually screaming down I-205 to uh, Mom's house in Clackamas today. Excellent. So I got to listen live. Excellent. Tony's a, Tony's a lot like uh, Jen from a technical standpoint. He could probably build a receiver out of, like, a, a you know, old Pop-Tart wrappers. And so well, this, now, what is, so what kind of work do you do, sir? Uh, I, uh, I'm a product manager. I don't have any idea what that means, but okay. Yeah, so am I. It, it, Me it, too. Okay. <laughs> it basically means that uh, there are other people that do real work, and I just kind of sit there and watch them. God bless you, sir. You're going <laughs> to... Richie, just stepped in the screen. Sells drugs. <laughs> hey, Tony, uh, happy Thanksgiving. That's not a hey, no. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving. Travel safe. Thank you for listening, my friend. Tony, uh, he facilitates new opportunities and proper venues for uh, transcribing the production. The of venue things. being your artery? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tony. Drive safe. Happy I Thanksgiving, sir. I have a real sir. question for, uh, oh, for Timmy. Everyone. No, no. All right. Tony, okay. go away. Bye now. Bye, Tony. Bye. I've got a question for Timmy yeah. regarding the music he does. Mm-hmm. Is there, and this is serious, is there like a residual, I mean, is there residuals? Well, let's back up here. So and we've done, and people think that this is a gag, but we this the very first time that Timmy Ryan was ever on the show. About a year ago. You, but you just stepped in as a guest because mm-hmm. you said that you did the scores for adult films. I do. And so I may have already answered this, but yeah, so do you, is it like, if we can ask this, and if it's none of our business, just tell us, but is it a, a flat fee, percentage, residual, sum of bull? How does that work? <sighs> well, the way it's working right now is that once the movies are actually out there distributed, then I kind of get paid for them. So what happened was, this is this company, BrooklynBrothers.net, 
I, <laughs> I almost took a job with them. No, 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 no. They, they, I, I mean, I, I know one of the guys who works there, and I said, hey, you know, I can probably do some of the music. And they're like, great. Do Just, you know, do like 10, 15 tracks. We'll use them. And then, you know, as soon as they basically start making money, you make money. So it's kind of like every time a song plays on the radio, you know, the artist and songwriter get ASCAP. Right. I get ass cap. <laughs> That's what I call it. That sounds That's very hilarious. That's the American Society of Sexy Composers and yes, Publishers. Yeah. Was, uh, was yeah. that your peak? Would you build up just to say? Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole. No, I mean, and I must point out once again, my other partner in crime is uh, is uh, Josh from the band Carmody, who plays in Vancouver. Look him up online; they're all over the place. Carmody, K A R M E D Y. Seriously, no, I mean, I mean, in terms of groups that you think you know probably should use and unionize. I mean, and this is it's going to sound wacky, but this is I'm I'm genuinely curious of any group that's threatened by free online dissemination. It would be the porn industry. Totally, yeah. I mean, do, totally. They, do they get together and fight back? Oh, no. Here's the thing. I know about this, actually, because uh, there's that, uh, I won't mention who they are, but there's a prominent online file sharing site, which I will not mention because, of course, at CBS, we take intellectual property very seriously. So, that being said, I know that there is a file sharing site that is under, there's a legal action being taken against them by a conglomeration of adult film companies based in Los Angeles. Okay. Because, because you know, I got to tell you, the porn industry—you'll pre- forgive the pun—doesn't f around. They, they—I mean, no, it's cash-only kind of attitude. Well, you know? and I mean, you think about it, and I mean this sincerely. All you think about all the technological advances that have happened in internet broadcast, DVD—it has all come from two things: video games and porn. And porn. Video yeah. games and porn drive technological advancement. There would be no VHS without porn. No, uh, v- v- uh, VHS, DVD, uh, high def. Broadband, broadband, um, <laughs> ex- ex- a graphic accelerator, cars, all of those things come from porn and video games. They drive most of the technological inno- innovation. Did the porn industry really get behind the whole file sharing thing when it started blowing up? Initially, because yeah. it's, a, it's a way for people to sample their product exactly. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when it comes to the wholesale, just like piracy of their works, they really are the first ones to step up and say, we do recognize a fair use and that there is a certain amount of marketing that happens with file sharing, but you can't just be like passing our stuff around. No, you almost wish that you know the Hollywood brokers would kind of follow the you know the, if, the porn if, temple if in Hollywood, terms of how they, or the record industry. Oh, yeah. They should know. have like an iTunes version for the porn industry where you can. Download they're probably they're working. working on they're probably working on it. Yeah, no, yeah. The porn industry, and I mean this sincerely, they do it right. They because they don't screw with people who just show like I'll tell you here's a perfect Some of the example. Some best businessmen are important. If little yeah. Billy downloads blah 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 part twelve, they're not going to come after him. This is a perfect example. And our, our friend Mr. Skin, who comes on on Wednesdays, Mr. Skin runs this site, MrSkin.com, where he just shows only the nude scenes from, right, yeah. and he doesn't do porn incidentally. It's all Hollywood films, but he'll show just the nude scenes from Hollywood movies. And I asked him the very first time we ever had him on, I said, "You got this whole website." Where you do nothing but excerpt out the nude scenes from, you know, whatever. Pick pick some movie, you know, whatever. <clears throat> you know, yeah, you pick basic and think he just excerpts the nude scenes and pay, pays ten bucks a month to get to watch it. And I said, how do you not get busted for copyright infringement? And he said, you know, the movie studios know that it's just advertising. The movie studios, and these are big studios, Warner Brothers, you know, uh, the big film studio, Paramount. They let Mr. Skin do all that stuff because they know it's advertising. They probably send him screener copies. They do. No, they they will absolutely do that because they are starting to figure out that you can't just sue your customers into oblivion. Well, here's the thing. You know what? Going back a few years, Ang Lee's The Hulk. 
it didn't bomb because of online piracy. It bombed because it was bad. Uh-huh. That's why it bombed. Online piracy is not destroying the film industry. Crappy scripts and terrible right. acting bad and bad movies. film. Bad movies is destroying Rise the film of the industry. Silver Surfer is what's totally. destroying you the film Totally. You know what? Industry. Return of the King was the most widely disseminated online film of all time. It was also you one of what? the most six box office successful I, films of all and time. I will say this. I actually, uh, rece- I won't say that I purchased it. Um, of course not. I received a DVD copy of Return of the King a week before it was in, st- in theaters. And then you saw it in the theaters? And then I saw it in the theaters and three then you times. And bought the DVD? And then I, and then I bought the deluxe four-disc you know, DVD. I did the same thing. I, I mean... I received Return of the King yeah. also. It's I mean, it's I also then went to the theater yeah. four times I mean, to watch it. I only extended Before cut. it was even I, in the theater, I had the box with the artwork, with the everything. Before absolutely. It was even out, but you know what? I've uh, paid to see that movie in the theater. I paid, spent 30 bucks to see it in the theater, and I paid however much to buy the full-on extended cut. Because and I'd, I'd, like to yeah. point out, I'd like to point out the reason why the porn industry has thrived for so long is because they've always been bad. The acting's been bad. <laughs> the music's been bad. The scripts have always been bad. Well, People... they do it on the cheap. I mean, they right? They do it on the cheap. Right? Exactly. It's all so about math. They've been consistently bad. They just have sex in every point. So if every bad film, let's just say you take a horrible film and you have sex in it, it's going to sell. Kind of like Showgirls. It was a horrible film, but they had sex in it, so, so like, went and so now there's midnight showings of it. You know? right. <laughs> right. So like Ang Lee's The Hulk. With sex. Right. So if Jennifer, if Jennifer Connelly had been nude. If Jennifer Connelly had taken her top off, the Hulk would have been a lot better. I, I mean, I don't mean to be, you know, crass about it. But there's that, no you know, film there's that could not be that. better by a girl taking her top off. Especially if it's Jennifer Connelly. Moving exactly. on. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello. I've called to give thanks for Rick. Thank you, sir. Aw. <laughs> oh, Jeff. is this uh, Jeff Klein? Hello, sir. Yes, it is. Hey, How are you doing? Hey, man. What's up, brother? I'm just going to let you know that you really help people get through their day, um, especially when that music comes on at the end of the end of the show it's so depressing oh well thank you i, I appreciate it. last That's year all right. i listened to you so much that and the little voice in my head was you for a little while <laughs> did the little did the little voice bark like a dog and tell you to strangle people what's the frequency jeff i, just started <laughs> I, I had to hit myself on the head a few times and go get rick out of your head i'd listen to you so much and what i really called about was I just called because we know why Scott Daly really got divorced because he's hitting on Timmy Ryan. Oh, <laughs> awkward. He actually has his hand on my leg right now. Yeah, no, Tim. He might have helped his marriage. He's he really good. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, what was that comment? Come on, man. That was gold. Oh, dude. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Well, <laughs> well what, are you, what are your plans? Are there big, big Thanksgiving happenings at the Klein household? We're going to West Lynn to the in-laws. Woo! West Lynn. Yeah. Down. Well, you got a baby now, so, you know. You've got a baby, and um, I just want to tell Sarah I miss her on the weekends. Well, I'll pass that along to uh, whoever. Sarah. Wasn't that Sarah? No, Sarah's not here. Are you, talk, are you talking to... You I'm talking Sarah? about Sarah that was on the weekends. Wasn't this the Sarah that was Sarah on the weekends? Sarah Wagner. No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, God, I'm so I was confused. the one who answered the phone for that show. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So there was. So there's Sarah Dillon, who is typically here, but is not. There that's is Chris right. Uh, that's not the Sarah I'm okay. talking okay. about. Here, I'm going to lay it out, brother. All right. So there's Sarah Dillon, typically here, who is not. There was Kristen Bowie, who is in for Sarah today. And then there was, at one oh. point on the gymnasium, Sarah Wagner, okay. whose phones were screened by Kristen Bowie, who yeah. is the person you're hearing now. Okay, thank you for confusing me. I like Sarah Wagner because she thinks I'm cute. Yeah. Uh, everyone thinks you're cute. Well, when, when, do ba- when do we get the best? <laughs> Scott thinks everyone's cute. You know what? Yeah. Compliment's a compliment. Totally. I'm well, what was your question, Jeff? 
When do we get the best of Rick on the weekend? Uh, I, I think that that's too much of a good thing. That's okay. Uh, they made, that's what like when they made who wants to be a millionaire five nights a week and everybody was like. Mary up hot though. As soon as you get film people radio on weekends. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> snap. If, if only you'd come to work in your pajamas and a wife beater like Dennis. If it gets us on the air, we'll do that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're really a creepily homoerotic today. All right. Excuse me. F Jeff. Matt with the best. F Matt with the best show ever. Thank you, Jeff Klein. All right. There you go. See Jeff you, Jeff. Klein. Yeah, did you guys hear that story about Dennis Pittsenbarger? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a I don't know one. if you all heard this. <laughs> yeah, I heard Dennis, it. Dennis, yeah, he comes to work. Yeah. I walk in pajamas, slippers, and a wife beater that he's, like, pulling forward to <laughs> show off his flesh. <laughs> it doesn't I, shock me. I used to record production with Clyde. Oh, that's true. I have Speaking a wife beater on right now. Can I, can I yeah, but it's covered. Can I take off my no. shirt? No. And... Please don't do that. <laughs> don't gyrate. Stop that. Do you that. have nipple tattoos? You are cut no. off. No. I'm in a room. So with... cut off. Speaking of Clyde, he's doing that's very well. I know. That's, yes, uh, yeah, let's actually just because people have emailed me about yeah. this, and I'm going to put this on my blog. Uh, Clyde, uh, it, we'll talk more about this on Monday uh, when everybody's kind of back in all of it. I know uh, Clyde was under the knife having some yeah, stuff he done. Yeah, he had a cancer surgery on Monday um, from his kidneys. Uh, he's doing very well. I went to go visit him yesterday with Diabolus Rex. So there's me, the lovely Jen, and the current head of the Church and, of Satan. And a guy with horns yeah, no, that are surgically <laughs> implanted on It was on great because head. the doctors were inspecting uh, Rex. It was pretty, they were just asking, like, how did this work? How did this work? It was really cool. Correct me if I'm wrong. Rex, he has, he has horns a, surgically implanted on his Under his skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and a pitchfork now under yeah, on his forehead. It's fantastic. pretty cool. Um, anyway, Clyde, yeah, he had some cancer removed. Uh, the doctors got everything. So That's there's good. no problems. He is actually recovering faster. The doctor said he is recovering better than they have ever seen a person recover before. He's like, uh, uh, he's... Uh, well, he's a toxic avenger. Like, any old cancer is yeah. going to take yeah. him down. I was gonna say, he's like Natasha Henstridge in Species. So, yeah, so he's I, doing great. We brought him a bunch of comics. Scott brought him World War Z. Yeah. So uh, he's Excellent. he's already yeah. on his feet, and he had surgery 48 hours ago. So Clyde, nothing, really nothing well. keeps Clyde Excellent. Out. So uh, nothing can kill the Clyde. So we are like the Grimace. So we're sending out the good vibe to Clyde Lewis. Cancer. I barely knew her. All right. As did Clyde. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right. So the, we'll do some more news here in a second on KCMD Portland. Then we had a break. But, um, okay, so here's – we're going to stop down for a second. Here's what's coming up. We'll take a break here in a few. Are we going to bring him – this person in to uh, – well, let's let's stop. Let me just let me just try to get a hold of this for just a second. Wait, break here in a few. Here, what else is coming up? We got more news from Timmy Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like us at three, Donna Mike at seven. We're gonna do the top five uh, songs that came up when I typed "thank" into my computer earlier. Um, we have here in the studio these two bottles of liquor. Now, are these from Richie? Yeah, Richie just brought them in the last break. Aaron, did you send me a photograph of these? Because I want to post it. Um, yes, yeah, check your check your email. Is it Rick at Rick Emerson? Yeah, because yeah. it sometimes drops attachments. Let me. You look. might want to check because well, I sent it to my phone. And when it's from All my right. phone, let it won't check. come from Aaron Duran. Well, It'll come me, from my phone let me number. Check in trash. Check your bulk folder. Oh, is this there? It That's is. Probably the right there, yeah. the, the, it's I don't know because it is. comes from my phone. You don't. Your email server doesn't recognize my phone. Half of my attachments ends up ends up in trash. It is so frustrating. All right. Yeah. So here, before we talk about these, you should up, post man. the picture. I'm going to post the picture first, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come yeah. back. So, Kristen, let's break now. I'll post this. We'll come back. We'll talk about these bottles. We'll do more news. We'll have the top five and so forth. Like I am not three. drinking under that. No. Donna Mike at uh, 7. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
Hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. I play Zork. Zork's the bomb, man. You walk into a room. The directions are North, South, and Dennis. I was about to say, Aaron Duran, <laughs> you the bomb and Zork, yo. Woo! <laughs> I didn't have a hooker last night. Uh, <laughs> that's one of us. All right. Oh. It's Thanksgiving. We're live. Mercedes Bend. <laughs> Everybody stop. Uh, okay, so we got. Wait, I got to bring the room down for a minute now because I got to get people. There's a visual aid for this. Dude, that is not going to bring the room down. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Okay, okay. Room out. Everybody now, please to be going to rickemerson.com. We are live. It's Thanksgiving, so this is not a best of. So Don't I'm encouraging go. you to do this live. This is not. And it's not a video. It's not. This is not the, the like the. the this is it's just safe a picture. For work. 100 it's 100 safe for work. But you got to see this for the for the, for the following bit. Unless you work at PETA. The you know what? I think you've already got the second worst story of all time on RickEmerson.com. So here's the thing. Go to RickEmerson.com, and it, the blog posting just says, good Lord. Um, you're going to see, and you can click on the photo, and it'll, it'll you know, you get bigger so you can actually see the detail oh. here. So <laughs> let me, before, so I'm giving everybody a chance to go to Rick, because we're on a 40-second delay. Um, everybody did a chance to go to RickEmerson.com. And uh, while I'm thinking about it, let me just uh, hold on a second. Time to musk up. Oh, wait, that's the wrong Richie sound. Were you puking because of uh, the alcohol you've been drinking or the photo? No, the alcohol is helping numb my senses. I should drink more so I can handle this photo. Hold on a second. Let me, let me play the Richie sound. Hold <laughs> on a second. I have a certain phobia. And while... Well, hold on. Let me just... Uh, before yeah, we no, do no, anything no, else, no, let no, me no, summon no, Richie no, Bristol. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Randy. Pungent. Let's welcome uh, Richie Bristol to the studio. Hi, Richie. Hello. Hi, how you doing? What is wrong with you? Okay. What is this? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. Smells good. We. I got to stop because. Can I look your ear? Richie, Aaron. Everyone silent from him. I have to give it because the audience. I have to like clue them into this before we sort of proceed. Okay. So. It is our Thanksgiving show. So uh, libations are flowing for some of us and uh, whatever. So. We had the Romulan Ale, we had Absinthe, and I don't know that we're going to have time to go through the fridge later. Richie Bristol, please step to the mic here. Hold on. Now, Richie, what, you brought in these two bottles, and if you go to rickemerson.com, you can see these. Please not to describe. Here, let me give you my impression. If, you, if, if you're not able to go to the web, I'm going to describe what we're looking at. These are two bottles, I would say, I don't know how much alcohol that is, maybe uh, about, a pint and a half. about a pint and a half. Two pint and a half bottles filled with an amber liquid. And then, can I just touch one of these here? Uh, please. Okay. Can I, can I say the best actually. way to describe it? Oh, it, it? Well, let me just say, it's a it's a pint and a half filled with an amber liquid, and in this bottle looks to be a scorpion, a oh. cobra, and what I'm thinking is a tapeworm. This is what they served in the Temple of Doom. This is totally in the Temple of Doom. I'm table. not making this up. Is I'm that not, a tapeworm, I'm really? not fabricating this. We're going to find out, so don't... It's like ginseng root. Is that a friggin' tapeworm? Oh, hold on. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll, have, we'll have him explain it in a second, but, I, but for those who are not able to go online, i got to describe this. So we have two of these bottles, and again, these bottles are filled with a brown liquid... And a snake, a scorpion, and what looks like some other creepy crawlies. And let's say that the scorpion is in the snake's mouth. Please go to rickemerson.com and click on the photo so you can see these bottles that we're holding. Now, Richie Bristol, come yeah. here. What? First of all, what the hell? Yeah. What? What are these? Uh, it's liquor. I got what, it what, kind of what I mean, what, what kind? From from where did you get these? Uh, I got it in Vietnam. 
in March. Okay, so, so what is, now what I is know why liquid? we went to war. Damn. <laughs> you were in Nam? Yeah, I was in Nam. When I was in Nam, man. I was in Nam. You don't know. I was there. Richie Bristol and Chuck Norris were saving people. <laughs> okay, okay, hold up. I got a Vietnam joke. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to give you ten seconds to think it over. Now, do you still feel this joke should yes. be told? It was on Donna Mike, so it's okay. Well, then it's I don't okay. really know that that's a it's benchmark. Okay. But okay, okay, go ahead. How many Vietnam vests does it take to screw in a light bulb? No, man, no. I got friends I don't know. in how, Vietnam. How vets. many? You weren't there, man. <laughs> you don't know. This this is a stupid joke. This joke. All right, my first crickets. Yeah. Okay, so when were you? In, okay, so when did you go to Vietnam? In March. Um, just, I mean, is it like, and I'm not being flippant about this. I have a friend who just went on vacation. They're just, uh, you know, she wanted to see the culture and the history. Did you just go there on vacation or? Vacation. Okay. So we're, this is like a street vendor that sold you these or in a shop? Where did you get these bottles? Uh, they sell them at like big shops. And then I found like a back store in the back alley. So is this. <laughs> That's reputable. And, and again, I'm, I'm an idiot American. I don't know anything. So is this like a, a common thing or is this like even in Vietnam is this weird or is this a common thing you would see there they don't sell very many <laughs> so this so even in Vietnam this is not like a typical drink like you would hold this up in Vietnam and they go you know why you drink this yuck <laughs> yeah because because so, uh, I had somebody um I, it, this years ago somebody was explaining to me the lot of the things that I you know take for granted here that it, like in certain Asian countries they would just go like they wouldn't get cheese because they're like why are you drinking you know why are you eating yeah, rotten right, milk right, right. so the, so what kind of alcohol is this, first of all, or do you even know? That's like what I was going to ask. Tequila. Okay, that's what I Yeah, I was going to ask, is that is this a spirit or is this a, like a, a brew? It's more like a tequila. I so guess. it's a tequila, spirit. and then do you know what these creatures are inside? I mean, one of them is obviously a cobra and one's a scorpion. Yeah, it's a baby cobra holding a, a full-size scorpion. Sick. And then what are they? There's a snake. That, that one's holding a green snake. Whatever. And then like water these snake? look a lot like tapeworms. That's ginger to offset the... Oh, it's just ginger. Oh, yeah, to, <laughs> offset, the, to offset the cobra. <laughs> oh, well, then that's their porridge. May, yeah. I, may, I, may I ask a, uh, a reasonable question here? It's kind of like when you drink a bottle of tequila, you, you eat the worm. When, you, when you're done well, with this stuff, do you, do you eat the uh, snake and uh, the tapeworm? That's uh, a good question. Have you consumed any of this? Uh, somebody opened it and tried to taste it. There's a mezcal, not true tequila. So this is, uh, uh, so when you say somebody, this wasn't you, obviously. Please don't open that here. I'm going to take a smell. Okay, but just a smell. Just, just wait for a minute. I okay. can't smell it. Go ahead. you got to wait. <laughs> Do it over there away from, because, no, seriously, no, no, the right. will never no, no, get no, no, It probably smells like when you open a casket after 40 years. All right, that's so guessing. Scott Daly's going to take a smell of this. Okay, please be very no, careful. I'll, I'll Seriously, no, do no, do not, not spill a drop of Jankum. Don't worry. Like, you just inhaled some hot garbage. All right. Asian I can smell it. All right. Well, it's got a strong ginger please, scent. Yeah, it okay, please. It's a strong can ginger scent. I'm not going to smell it. Can I smell ginger it? Ginger can be overpowering for people, Let's, though. I'll, I'm good. Okay, please. It's like yeah. ginger and rotten eggs. Here we go. No, no, no. Just, yeah, Aaron, just hold. I don't want to have to explain why the place smells like rotten cobra. No, I'm good. Get ready, Timmy. Oh, oh my yeah, God! It's, oh right. Jesus Christ! No, terrible. No, ginger is the the dominant scent on it. Yeah. Okay. No, I think death is the dominant scent. God. All right. Um, it this, smells like a coffin. It smells like ginger yeah. with a hint of formaldehyde. <laughs> this this email says, Rick, what in God's name is it? How are you supposed to drink it, and why would you want to? The secret ingredient is large amounts of neurotoxic venom. Uh, venom. Um, so, I mean, now, can I, how much like America did this cost? Uh, it was 160,000 dong. So, like an American, like what would that eight be? Eight bucks. So, like eight bucks a bottle? Yeah. 
I mean, see, even you having Alex in court, I can still smell yeah. it. That is insane. I want to point out that Kristen Bowie uh, is immune to this scent because she is used to the smell of death. She lives near death. Oh, yes. I'm I live sorry? Near, I, I live oh. near a bunch of zombies. <laughs> you can't just say that and not explain. No. She, uh, no. she lives near, can I say the cemetery? Yeah, that's fine. She lives near Lone Fir. Oh, oh really? No, no, no. It's actually no? Portland Memorial. Right. So there's and a bunch of rotting corpses all over the place. 50, so you're going to be the first to go yeah, in the coming 50, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, there's dead people, like, Oh, you're the one right. where um, uh, what's his name's wife is buried. Uh, that one guy. He's in the Maltese Falcon. I'm still learning I'm too about drunk it. Drunk so. to realize. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart's first oh. wife is buried in the Portland. Memorial. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? And so Chuck Palahniuk wrote, uh, I think, "Choke" while he was in. He wrote it only in that cemetery. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, Sarah Dylan, I know, has has taken some tours. That yeah, place. there's there's some hell beasts of ducks that are over there that are constantly... This I, says, I'm very sorry I opened that bottle. Yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to open the studio later. This says, Rick, seriously, WTF looks like aliens. Um, I think if I even look at this, I'm going to throw up. It really is crazy. Looks did, like love at first sight to me. Richard, did you buy it just because it looked so weird? Yeah, I was... I just freaked out. There should be that. cologne that looks like that. Richie, have you tried totally. it? Totally. We should get cologne. This with is like the Sex Panther <laughs> of drinks. It's made with bits of real cobra. It is. It totally no, is a Sex Panther. I know. Drink. It must be good. Do people drink this, or is it novelty item? Yeah. No, they drink it. I watch. I watch. I mean, so it is. I mean, maybe not common, but it is a thing that people in Vietnam would would buy and well, drink. Well, they eat dogs yeah. over there, so I've eaten dogs. <laughs> So they, they, they eat cobra. I mean, cobra's probably, you know, kind of well, cobra. what they eat. Well, there's, I mean, there's all kinds. I mean, it's, look, and I'm not trying to be overly PC about this, but, I mean, every country eats or drinks stuff that other countries would find just freaking weird. I mean, there's just no getting around it. No, seriously, it's not going to hurt you. These are, there's cultures that have been eating this way for 2,000 years. If it would have killed you, it would have killed them a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Jesus, how much for me to try it? That really is. I got a buck. Really? Yeah, I do actually. I got not a, a lot. You'll not have my respect. I got a couple bucks. Not Seventy-five cents in change. No, no, no. You guys didn't smell it. You're gonna have to pay up good. Yeah, you can one. still smell it. What about it? a food stamp? Would you take a food stamp? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I said, what are you just gonna say? You got to scratch off? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's actually so. I might. Act, this is actually such a great idea, Aaron. I might actually want to wait. You want to wait? Do it on. I'll a be in next Friday. Do it next Friday if Richie brings it back in, and we'll raise some money over the course of the show. We'll raise some money Contribute from the Contribute it to the Douglas no, Island Wait, wait, I'm saying right now, as much as I want to change 42nd to Douglas Island Boulevard, if I'm drinking it, it's going into my wallet. My <laughs> wallet alone. No, 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 but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, maybe next Friday we'll have Richie bring it in, and over the course of the show we'll have the audience pony up some cash. Jen's never going to want to kiss me again. Reaches really? a certain amount, you know, and then uh, you'll, you'll maybe drink a shot of that or something if Richie's okay with that. So... <laughs> yeah, that really <laughs> does sting the nostrils, now, doesn't it? Where did, why, why did you go to Vietnam? Uh, I'm Vietnamese. What's wrong with your people? Had you been had, had you people, been there before? No, my people no, eat brain. Uh, my people eat scrambled brains with eggs, and I'm repulsed. Oh, dude, and see, and I, I mean, can't. I can't get with that. I, I, I tried. Cabeza y huevos. And like menudo, I tried. I really tried. Who's and I just, menudo? I can't, well, yeah. menudo is a great musical group. I well, think. Yeah. Here's the they thing. They will cure any hangover. I think. Here's the thing. It's like when they say when you're born. You have the ability to learn like three or four or five languages. Right, yeah. But when, once you hit eight or nine, your brain picks one language and that's why it becomes hard no, to learn. No, I will admit it's an acquired taste. I think love if it or you hate start it. eating a certain kind of food when you're five or six or seven, you'll be fine with it. Like, I, I get that my mom is a hick and I, I love her, but she's my mom is total trash. Yeah. And it, she, I mean, she wouldn't refer to herself as that way, but she is, she grew up very dirt poor on a farm, blah, blah, blah. And so my mom eats all kinds of things that I thought were normal growing up. My mom, 
and not just like cow brains. No, like um, you would never get me near a tuna pinwheel. Oh well, not well, I'm not, well and I'm not even <laughs> just know. talking about that. I mean, I ate yeah tuna pinwheels and fish sticks and all the stupid yeah. hee haw food. But I mean, my mom for dinner would make us like big cow tongue. Like, I would Ugh. open the pan on the stove, and there's a big cow's tongue. You're probably going to have some this weekend. Oh, well, you know, and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it until I moved away from home. Or until, actually, that's not true. I didn't know that it was weird until I had friends come over for dinner. Totally. And, and my mom is like, hey, I'm making cow tongue. And my friends are like, I'm out of here. You know? Totally. No, I mean, yeah, I'd have friends. My mom's cooking is so good. It's so wonderful. So my friends come over to have some. You know, Mom, what's for dinner? Oh, mijo, I'm making tongue tacos. Mm, and my friends just turn white and, and they black out. You just hear the screen door slamming yeah, and they're like, gone. I don't understand. Except every time I went to their house, yeah, it was nothing but frozen pizzas, you know, and yeah. Taco Bell. I'm so like, my, my family only had two kinds of food. We had my mom's sort of... We- and again, not to sing like the song of the working man or whatever, but she grew up poor in that kind of time when you used every single part of everything, you know, because you just couldn't afford to throw it away. So like, what are these? Pig's knuckles and hominy, you know? And it was either that or it was like fro- or it was like frozen like crap from like Gorton's fishermen, you know. No, you know what? Poor people and you know ethnic uh, immigrants they yeah. they waste nothing. Oh no, it, it all gets if it's made of flesh, we're gonna eat it. Oh yeah, wear it. Every single thing, <laughs> every single part of every animal. I My am mom so hungry right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have some hooves. I yeah, Let's have some hooves. You know how badly I want some menudo right now? Uh, well, because I've been drinking like crazy, and every good Mexican, when they drink, they want menudo. Now is, that's Aaron Duran saying Are that, Are you making menudo this weekend? <laughs> no, no. It's a Christmas. Well, I mean, traditionally, it's like an every Sunday thing. I usually, I mean, I get it whenever, whenever I don't feel good. Now, is and menudo really spicy, right? Menudo, I make it spicy. Is yeah. menudo the stomach lining? Yeah. Okay, what's tripe? That's stomach that's lining. That's the meat. Okay. Honeycomb tripe is what you put in honeycomb, the Honeycomb. Honeycomb tripe is good. It looks honeycomb like honeycomb. tripe is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys are just making me hungry, you <laughs> sons no, of bitches. No, no. <laughs> what with all this talk of stomach lining? No, man. I want some I want some menudo. I'm going to put some that oregano and some other pen. You know what, Aaron? I, I've never wanted to Yeah, your people are yeah, gross. Is, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's you spoil fish and Do milk. they have vegan menudo? Well, uh, soy menudo. Well, soy menudo. Way, well, no. The way you make menudo, some people have it without, without, the, uh, without the tripe, without the carne. So really, it's just uh, if you take the meat out, it's just chili colorado sauce, which is just a, a red sauce, right. and, and hominy. But to get that good menudo flavor, you're, you're speaking a foreign language. The only Mexican food I know is like uh, bean burrito. Just go no eat cheese, your damn no red chalupa. bean gordita. <laughs> chalupa, yeah, exactly. No, that's seeing that's me too. It's like again, because I grew up thing. in such a hick town. There's no such thing in Mexico. Well, there probably is now. nachos. There probably is now because the white man has influenced Mexico as well. But real Mexican food, there's no chalupa, there's no burrito, there's no chimichanga, there's no gordita. I saw a thing it's on the... everything fried with um, a lime and a corn tortilla. I saw a, a <laughs> thing on the Food Network. Uh, With a little real, like, real Mexican food. Yeah, and they did a little ten-minute segment about. It was kind of like a MythBusters meets No Reservation with Anthony Bourdain. Is it that and that eating that, that food for the guy that eats that goes around? And oh eats no, no, stuff? no, bizarre foods. It's yeah. not that, but it's a show like that. I think it was Anthony Bourdain actually, where he No He's Reservation, cool. where he just shows up in different countries. Love that guy. And his whole deal is, his whole deal is like he'll find someone who lives wherever he is, and he'll say, "Take me to like an out of the way street vendor that like only you and your friends know about." Which is where the best food totally. is. Totally, and yeah, it's weird always. crap like horse hoof soup or whatever. But then this one, yeah. he they did this little sideline about like what is the deal with nachos, and they did believe it or not the history of nachos, and nachos were, of course, created by Whitey. Yeah, because there was nothing else in the kitchen, and they right. somebody came in and demanded food, if I remember this correctly, and he threw together what he had in the kitchen. Yeah. The same thing with the Caesar salad. Uh, Caesar, the man who created the Caesar salad dressing, um, he had somebody come in, a regular, who demanded a salad. He had nothing really left for a traditional salad. <laughs> Hi there, 
Mark Emerson radio program. It is Thanksgiving. We're here. We're live. How's everybody doing? Did you guys swap my headphones for Tim Riley? Ow! Secretly. That bed was a little that loud there. That was my fault. Very I'm sorry. <laughs> Kristen, <laughs> I gave you the last of my ale. I'm Where's the sorry. <laughs> Donde esta de amore, baby? Oh. Hola. Okay. Latin lover. Hi, Jen. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got somebody on the phone that Richie... I her better than Sarah. Richie has identified this person as being Bob Fett. Uh, hello. Bob. <laughs> hello there. Hi. Is Scotty Manning the phones again? Yeah. Hello, Bob. But What's your, that, your, man? your Boba's less known brother, Bob Fett. Yeah, Bob, I, wear the, I wear the suspenders. Bob of the Genghis Col- Khan. Of the Calorian Fett. <laughs> What's, up? What's up, brother man? Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving to you. It's been just a crappy day. Uh, oh, you know, you, we both got today. No. Dude, you just, you know, you can't say Every, that. Everybody knows. Come on, Chris. Is that everybody That's cool, right? Knows. You and I? It's cool. Yeah. You and I? We're soul brothers. I, I took the CBS eye on ethics class. <laughs> yeah, I will be the judge of what and, is cool. And fail, you know, boy. I, I know, too. Oh, come, coming, coming on the heels of, uh, you know, Black Friday. Why not? See? <laughs> yeah. Duffy, that's funny. You took the whitey liberal guilt path. Chris and I. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, all so right. uh, what are, you, are you just hanging out today? What's up? Oh, with your... hanging out. Just got done with the relatives. Love to drop all them in the Sarlacc pit and let them digest for about a thousand years. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. So they can experience a whole new realm of pain and suffering. Hey, did, yeah. you, uh, did you check out the picture at the uh, rickemerson.com? No, I did not see that. Okay. But you know what? You can give Aaron all the money you want. Hell, I'll do it for free. Look oh. at you. You know what, Chris? You know what? Mr. Mandalorian Bounty Hunter, you check out that picture and you're going to change your tune. I'm telling you Seriously, right Seriously, it's bad. It's uh, wrong. It's bad. Mailman Chris was telling me about it, and I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm taking Evan the next Friday. All right, okay. man. You ain't right. You were not right in <laughs> something so anyway. deeply I, wrong with you. Of course I'm not right. I, I, I dress up in armor. That's what's He's right about you. Hey, let me ask you this real That's quickly. Cool Have you seen that thing that Mark Echo uh, sells? It is a... It's like a hoodie sweat. I hate that term, but the hoodie no, sweatshirt yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. looks like the Boba Fett costume. Yeah, it's I, the, it's badass. They've I got her buying one. Yeah, they got the fat one, Stormtrooper, and Darth sweet. Vader. Oh, it's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, and Storm Shadow. Yeah, I think so. the best thing that I've seen was something that Aaron sent me. It was a fossil watch with the uh, Mandalorian. Oh, uh, the Mandalore uh, symbol. Yeah. yeah, I have a great idea for a blended Halloween costume. Somebody ought to be a Storm Large Trooper. <gasps> you know that is awesome. Come on. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. Man. All right. Uh, I think I just filled the cup. Happy Rick, fa- we, we talked about that at uh, one of Dante's. You. Did we? Did I, did I steal that from you? Uh, yeah. Oh. We were, well, I don't Let's know if I that you, but I know uh, Mailman Chris and I had talked about it. I'm like, dude, I can still get my hands on a Stormtrooper outfit and then just wear that to all of her shows. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Oh, Excellent. Yeah, man. Happy Thanksgiving, hey, my brother. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, See you, man. Take it easy. There you go. All the right. image that has hit my head at Storm Large in a Stormtrooper costume. Do you need a few minutes alone? I really, really do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just realized? Today's Thanksgiving. Right yes. And, yeah. Wow, you are No, no, you know, here, here, no, here's the thing. And uh, Okay. I've just been going through this in my head. No. <laughs> I've been going through this today. Quickly in my head. This That's more wrong than ale, Timmy. This time last year, I was with my girlfriend, Amber, who hates me. The year before that, I spent it. I'm not dropping names. It was me and Dick Dale. We had been sitting together. And then before that, it was my ex-girlfriend, Lindsay, who hates me for some reason. I don't even know why. Wait, hold on. So does that mean, imagine why. That means next year, you're due to be hated by somebody again. Right. I'm going to be with somebody. Exactly. So You, you don't Lindsay. even know who she is, but by this time next right. year, you'll have met her you know and dumped time, her and she'll hate This time you. next year, I'll just punch you in Lindsay your face. Lindsay hates me. I have no reason. She won't talk to me. I don't even know why. Then it was Dick Dale, and then it was Amber. And now, this time next year, I will be with somebody who's going to futurally hate me. 
Excellent. And not talk to me. She's out there somewhere right now. The you future MySpace.com slash Tim Ryan Radio. Oh, I'm taking applications right now. Now he's <laughs> dropping his own name. <laughs> he, should no. just, he should just cut out the middleman and start dating Fat Boy. <laughs> oh. Moving oh. on. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, man. You know I, I love you. I apologize for my handwriting, uh, so I didn't have time to have this out. But uh, I, I, I can read bad handwriting because I have the worst handwriting. You really as do. you know, as you oh, scolded I, me. I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's your top five for Thanksgiving. I'm still on the Storm Large Trooper. Damn. Trooper. I barely knew her. Yeah. And you have this, right, right? I do. I have these cuts. I'll play these here. And again, uh, these are the uh, these randomly came up. I put them in no real discernible you order. You had a special program for this. You know, if I just type a word into iTunes, it finds all the songs with that with that word, right? Because iTunes is very convenient. You know. You know. Also, as Lur from the planet Omicron Percy, I ate. We'd say, why don't you have a special program for shutting up? Also, about a week ago, I downloaded Leopard and. Uh, leopard can run any Windows program better than a Windows leopard. computer. You don't know the leopard? Leopard. Oh, I thought leopard. Like it leper. only comes it comes piece by leper, piece. Leopard, I barely peeled her. Hey, oh, oh. uh, uh, <laughs> I just thought of something. Yeah. You went to Catholic school too, right, Rick? I did. I went to Catholic school and I have bad handwriting, so there we go. There you so, go. And the nuns, man, used to just berate yes, me. Yes, me, me too. Don't they smack it out of you? Yeah. Oh, they do. They try. Oh, I got beaten. Okay. Yeah, no, you know, this program is like nine, most, Dude, most of the time this show is about 90% Catholic. Yeah, Dude, I went to yeah. a Southern Baptist school. Uh, you have no idea yeah. the I'm pain. I'm sorry, Aaron. Kristen, no, were totally. you raised Catholic? Um, yeah. So Catholic, Catholic. Catholic. My family, Tim, Catholic. Tim and Sarah both Catholic. I'm still I, sort of Catholic. Yeah. My mom got excommunicated. Really? Yes. So did Clyde. By the uh, the uh, oh, North America bishop. She was excommunicated for asking too many questions. Excellent. And I'm married to a woman that took her name as Mary Magdalene. That is so hot. I can, if I can say that, that's hot. Okay. So I'm all right. These are the top five songs that came up randomly. Uh, Tim, Tim Ryan, go ahead. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to read this verbatim. These are the top five songs that came up when Rick typed thank into his PC. I like that word, thank. Yeah, not thanks, just thank. It, it, thank rhymes with lots of words. Okay, top, <laughs> top five. Here we go. There's an honorable mention and then the top five. There is an honor. Okay, we'll do the honorable mention. Um, oh, my. Abba, thank you for the music. <laughs> Those girls in ABBA were hot. Did you really have some ABBA? I would right here. I would, I would still do those girls. I love ABBA. I'm not that later. And I know that. And I know that everybody, especially in Gen X, is required now to say that they love ABBA. But I really do. I love well-crafted pop songs. My only fight in high school was because of ABBA. Well, you know, and just the production, the crystalline production. And did you know the girls could not even, they couldn't even sing, okay, they could not speak English. They had to sing it phonetically. Like Klaus Mina. Right. Exactly. And Bella Lugosi. I mean, like, uh, and this is not my favorite. It's Waterloo is my favorite ABBA song. But I mean, really? I, just because oh, it's God. it's just got that great piano that da dum da dum da dum. Fernando, my favorite. No, that's this is definitely not my favorite ABBA song. I, it, it's not. It's just I'm just saying. No, but like you're right. Song. Listen to it. Take listen a chance, chance. Take a chance. Chance. That's chance, a great song too. I have a great oh, metal version of that by this black metal band from Denmark. Sweet. And it's all it's all black metal versions of ABBA songs. It's totally like that. You know, Storm does that song also. Yeah, Storm does a great version. Drop dead sexy. All right, these are the top five songs that came up on my computer when I typed in the word thank. Okay, Andrew Gold, thank you for being a friend. Aww. Oh, this is a theme song too, isn't it? Yeah. Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Such nerds. Grab another road and back again. I'm not singing. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a 
I have a question about this song. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's sort of it's a syntactical question. That's a big word. That's, like I don't, a, that's a triple score word. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand one of the lyrics here because he he's thanking this other person for being a friend, right? Okay, he, the yeah. whole song is thank you for being a friend. Right. But then he says, if they threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be for me. So why is the gift for him if the whole song is about the other person? You know, he said, if you threw a party, the biggest gift would be from me. Um, because oh, from I am your me. biggest friend. Oh, I thought it was for me. Thank no, you for being This song reminds friend. me of Rue McCallahan, who was on... Uh, uh, McClanahan. Thank you. McCallahan. Yeah, was whatever boss. her name is. Anyway, she was hot. She was totally yeah, hot. Totally and Betty hot. White wasn't horrible either. No, no, Betty no. White's a dirty, dirty girl. She you is. You it. can yeah. tell she's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, will that be on the podcast? No, oh, no. I hit the dump button. Oh, I'm so sorry. How many times have you been dumped today? That, uh, that's it. I that's believe that. that. There's, at least two, well, there's at least one to three other times. I believe no, that. I, I got to catch, catch up with Storm. I believe it. Once. I feel bad for Storm. I believe he just said that. <laughs> we are going to hell. And you're right. I storm. What I get for being in a room with four guys. And you're right. Storm is the most dumped person storm, on this Storm, you and I are probably even now, baby doll. She's the most bleep person. There should be a competition of who can get dumped more. All right. No. Okay. Next no. up. In number four, somebody who has more musical legitimacy... He opened. She actually. She, she, she opened up her. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. She opened up for Vanilla Ice. Alanis Morissette. Thank you. I love uh, her. I do. I really too. do. I don't. I don't. I don't. No. I don't. I don't really, she's she's love not her. a legitimate music artist. I don't really care for her music. The hell with her. I've seen her interviews and she seems like a very nice person. I, I no. will admit that I like the production on her jagged little pill, but that's all. What's his name? Glenn Ballard. That's yeah. not her. I also find her to be completely beautiful. She, she, I she think she is sort of strangely thing. beautiful like Meryl Streep. I got an email from her once. Really? Here's did, it say, get, did it say quit leaving? This is a restraining order? No, no. After, um, here's where I get all sappy. Right after I proposed um, to Jen, I, uh, I had sent Alanis Morissette on her website. I sent her an email that one of her songs inspired me to propose to Jen the way I did. Aww. Do you still have the restraining order hanging up on your no, wall? No, 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 no. And like three months went by, and three months later, I got an email back from Alanis Morissette that said, um, I'm glad that the, my song uh, helped you propose to, to your fiancé, I hope. Um, That's hot. No, it was really, really cool. No, it is. It's very cool. No, I mean, cool. I will say this. I will say, and again, you know, it's, it's debatable how much of this is her and how much is her producers, but she does have that song, Uninvited, which is a truly beautiful song. That's a great song. Uninvited yeah. is a beautiful song. It's a hidden That's track on Jagged Little Pill, right? I, yeah, yeah, I think, and yeah. it was in a City of Angels. I think a yeah. lot of it, again, was her producers, but I think... How whoever created it, I think some of her music is really compelling, and it's really great pop music. I think "Uninvited" was single-handedly uh, the only the, the song that influenced the group Evanescence. Totally. Seriously, Just, if you listen to like, no, that's the, true. The first time I heard the first time I heard Evanescence, I'm like, hold on, is this like the new Alanis Morissette? Totally. You know what? If you keep dissing her, ass. me and Kevin Smith and I are gonna come beat your ass. You keep dissing Alanis. All right, moving on. Moving on. These counting down the top. This kicks. Okay, this is the best song of all We're time. We're counting down the top five songs oh. that appeared on my computer when I typed in the word "thank." You now have a new re found respect that I found for you. Okay, Keep drinking, Timmy. Okay, John Denver, yeah. aka Henry Dusendorf. Uh -huh. Yeah. Thank God I'm a country boy. 
I yeah. love this song. I love John Denver. Let's all listen to it. And you know what? If yeah. you're not a John Denver fan, you can you're get, not, the, get the hell out of my America. This right. is not your holiday if you don't love John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy. Kristen's not singing. You're not an American. Why do you hate America? I don't. Why don't you go back to the motherland, comrade Bowie? Fellow traveler. Kristen's part of the creeping red menace. Is your favorite color red? They're all sitting here pointing at me. You're the pink lady. You're it. How's the statue of Khrushchev coming along? You're the reason why the dollar fails. Kristen Hagen Bowie. Besides, he sung on this with Kermit the Frog. What is wrong with you? Kristen, really? I'm not a singer. Thank God, I'm a country boy. Ever. This is a great... John Denver is... You know what? And... He is American music. People can call him corny or silly, but oh. you know what? He is the real deal. You know? Screw those people. He created a whole slice of American music. When aliens finally visit Earth, I, I hope the first song they hear is from John Denver. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I love yeah. it. Let's not forget, he started Oh God. It's true. All right, okay. counting down the Here top five songs that came up on my computer uh, when I typed in thank. That, that respect I just found for you is now lost. Number two. <laughs> it's not his fault, man. Kenny Chesney, thank God for kids. Oh. I hate Kenny Chesney oh. and I hate kids. Now so. Listen. Uh-huh. Listen, I have to explain myself. Come on, can we As a music fan, this disappoints me. The gun's being drawn. You sons of bitches. Let me explain. Let me explain. You just got done berating me for being a commie. Hold on. Everybody be quiet. Here's the thing. The reason this is on here is because Tim uh-huh. Riley and I have a shared hatred of this song. Why do we have to share it? Yeah, yeah. because it came up exactly. randomly. But you bastards! The top five it. says. Why is randomly. it even in your library? Thank I you. just told you because Tim and I have done whole riffs on because Sarah had never heard it, and Tim Couldn't and I. Couldn't just say it was there? Why do you have to own it? I also have the yeah. Alabama version. I don't understand That's a little why better. this well, is in your possession. This is one of the worst songs ever. Senior recorded. Emerson. There is oh, wait, hold on. You're gonna, the worst oh, hold song. on. You're going to miss... Hold on. You're going to miss the worst line. He's a child. Oh, for the love of Jesus Christ. That's creepy. It's one of the worst songs. Michael Jackson should record that song. I used to have to play that all the time. This song is why I got a vasectomy. I have a friend whose wife named their kid Casey after Kenny Chesney. Did you all right, we got to do number one because we got a break. Hold on, hold on, here we go. What's coming what? out of your mouth today, Eric? No, you're, it's cool. It's, no, it's no, cool. All right. No. All right. It's just vile. Vile, cool. yeah. Okay, now the respect comes back. Uh, Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, yeah. Yes. I Thank you for letting me be myself, my brothers and sisters. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Can Back I after this, it's the Rick Emerson Can show. Can I give a shout-out to the low with this song? My brother, Nedek. 